Yeah, it's, I'm and go people are crazy. But yeah, yeah, it's it's <coughs> it's really interesting, man. And I don't know. I don't know what what it, what it, what it, what it, what it's gonna go. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Mm. But that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it was like. <laughs> I got so much to say. It's crackheads running on campus. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's, it's, it's um. It's not. A, it's not closed off. It's. 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 it's you know. It, the brothers and sisters. Are, it's not safe. And well, that, when you I, when you throw the women being safe in, there, <laughs> you saw. You, you saw it. Oh yeah, you but you know, it. like, but that's just like that's one of those things that okay, well, who's gonna. Who's going to say that? You know, hey, the women aren't safe, you know? But it goes back to like, yo, did you ever visit this campus before you agreed to be the coach? It's an open campus. And there's yeah. a, 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 a bunch of open campuses, whether it's HBCU or not. That's yeah. just the way it goes. And crackheads, come on, man. Like, only two, there's only two type of people in the world that can identify a crackhead when they first see them. And that's A, a person that actually sees that person doing crack. Smoking crack, <laughs> then you can identify this person as a crackhead, <laughs> or two, a person that has sold crack for an exorbitant amount of time. <laughs> if you're not one of those people, how do you know this older, rough-looking person is a crackhead just because he's old and rough-looking? That that's what's around Daytona. <laughs> There's 20-year-olds that look old and rough. They lived a hard life. I mean, that's true. That's I mean, I'm just saying that's that's that's, that's Daytona, man. It's tough in Daytona. Yeah, it's <laughs> very poor. Like the black side of Daytona, man. Those people are very poor. Yeah, they don't have a lot. So that's that's just how they're gonna look when they age. You yeah, know, people they got they gonna have two dollars to their pocket. So they're not hurting nobody. Black don't crack except in Daytona. <laughs> when you live the hard life, it's gonna crack anyway. <laughs> but it's like it's like man, you know, the Daytona. But it's like those people are not hurting. People not hurting the students, man. Yeah, yeah. We're not we're not walking to class scared for afraid for our lives. Yeah, you know but I'm when saying? you throw that out there, like what you're saying, people like, are run like, with. Yeah, people are gonna run. People who, <laughs> who aren't there, yeah, who've never been there. They hear that. They're, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, we gotta protect the women students. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep in good shape to take some dick later. <laughs> like, what are we doing? It's terrible, man. Yeah. This fucking There's something going on with the uh -oh. SD card. <laughs> That's your workout for the day, huh? I know. Right? That's why you bring two. That's right. Getting started here soon. Matter of fact, we can get started now. Youngum. Yes, that I'm here right now, I'ma go and get it right now, then commit it right now. I'ma do some shit that's gonna uplift a bunch of people's spirit right now. Help them heal it right now. I'ma get them riches right now. Work plan manifest B speak that shit into existence right now. Can't slow down, got the vision wrote down. Cause I seen it, man. I'm on right now. Focus in the motherfuckers where I'm in the zone right now. Ain't no later, dog. It's only right now. And it's only right now. It creates right No future right now, all I got is right now. No past, no future right now, all I got is right now. Fuck what they did to me, gon' do, cause all I get is right now. Fuck what they did to me, gon' do, cause all I get is right now. So I focus on that when I can focus on now. Pull up at a beach on the outskirts of town. Enjoy the view and give thanks to the truth, and I go hit the yo just to shut that bitch down. And I'm high right now, so alive right now. 
us right now Living my life by my own rules I feel what I Divine alignment, fully automatic, I don't think about it, I just watch it happen, I just move toward it, and I get supported, when I try to force it, it just get distorted, so I dance with it, crystals all in my pants with it, healing all in my hands with it, I'm an alchemist, I'm a master, I'm a rabbi, I'm a sensei, I'm a bad guy, I'm an alien, I'm an animal, I'm a cannibal, I'm so handsome, no, yo, and I'm high right now, can barely open my Making it, making it, climbing these ladders and laying foundations. That's masonry. This shit is different, cause my dreams are literally chasing me. Grateful for what life is taking me. I'm living life as to say the least. Only true beauty can tame the beast. Only true love can tame that beast. Are you here with me right now? Right now. Welcome back. You guys are back on the bench podcast with Bubba and Pink. Turn it up just a tad bit there. Uh, you know, if you have any uh, audio issues or video issues, please let us know in the comments. Uh, we are available on the bench podcast is available on all podcast streaming platforms, including here on YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. As you can see, I'm hoodie mellow today. You are. You almost have a little D-Wash vibe going over there. Yeah, yeah, D-Wash. D-Wash, uh, uh, you know, that's another one. That's probably a better. Let's, let's, let's change the hoodie mellow <laughs> to hoodie D-Wash in respect to the all-time Orlando basketball great. That's right. Um, so, yes, uh, we have a, a, a pretty good show for you guys, as I would like to think. All right, every show. Uh, we're only getting better. We're like Erica Badu. We get better with age and time. She gets crazier with age and time. <laughs> like, she's kind of out there. Uh, well, yeah. Some people say you get crazier with time as well. Yeah, Me? We, we get some Personally? of those comments. Yeah, they say really? Pink is crazy, man. Oh, but with time <laughs> or just out, out? Or just period. Right? Or just fired out the pussy this way. <laughs> but, um, yes, of course, we're talking about uh, Bethune-Cookman, uh, the fallout with Ed Reed, what's going to happen. We have a uh, longtime Daytona Times uh, journalist and writer uh, coming on the show. He's going to uh, be calling in. We tried to hook up the Zoom. We tried to get him here in person, but uh, we're going to get him on the show. However, we can, and today is going to be over the phone in Andreas Butler, um, and we're going to be talking about uh, that the, the president had a recent interview. I want to talk about those two girls at the top, <laughs> but also um, Andreas had a recent interview, one-on-one interview with Ed Reed, and we'll talk about that. Uh, we got some Erica Badu uh, at the, uh, later in the show, and we're going to talk about NBA, NFL. Um, and another crazy lady in Daytona. So hopefully Andreas <laughs> knows a little bit about that as well. No shortage of crazy in Daytona. There's right no now. shortage of crazy at all, at all, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, last week we uh we kind of intro the the Ed Reed topic and we kind of talked about you know what's going on and I I had some strong feelings and some strong takes and um yes you did 
And uh, actually, the clip on uh, IG went viral. And, you know, um, I stand by what I said. But here goes the thing, right? When something happens, and it doesn't matter what it is in the world of sports, world of entertainment, whatever it may be, you have a take, um, especially when it hits home, when it hits close to home for you. You know, you have a take. And then you continue to learn more and more about the situation and what's going on. Right. Um, and a lot of the people in the comments um, and we had thousands of comments, man, it was crazy. Uh, you know, they went at me, man. They attacked me. <laughs> they attacked me. And, uh, you know, I took it like a man. I responded to uh, at least 75 percent of them. I was, you know, I took time at home. I could have been. You know, doing other things <laughs> that grown men love to do. But instead, I'm in the bed <laughs> responding to comments, you know. And you guys had great points. There is um, an avenue and there is a, not avenue, I guess is the right word. There is room for Bethune-Cookman's um, Board of Trustees, administration, president to do better uh, for these students. Um, but number one, you can't cast that on all HBCUs uh, just because of one uh, problem in Bethune Cookman, um, but at the same time, you also can't take a train and just start rolling with a train and 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 start coming up with all these different fallacies. You got a guy on tw- Twitter trending about how his three sons had to share helmets at football, and you got Ed Reed said Bethune never had or doesn't have a practice field and no locker rooms and 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 and. and there's a lot of different things that get to going, and you guys who have never went to Bethune Cookman, and then you also have some alumni who, who who just for whatever reason they don't like the Bethune Cookman Board of Trustees as well, um, or or they had a bad experience, um, some of which, and then you guys just get get on the train and you, and you go with all of these different wild stories that are just simply and plainly just not true, <laughs> or they have a reason. For it being like that, you know, the two hurricanes back to back, you know, yes, bigger universities can recover from that right away. But if you're already poor, you know what I mean? Like, like, like uh, for a quick story, um, when we I was uh, we were living in Edenville and um, my dad got hurt right outside of the job. He got hurt. One injury that well, he was only he would only be out for three weeks. But his job couldn't allow that. He was working on roofs at the time. Couldn't be out. They wasn't going to allow him to be out three weeks. So he lost his job. He lost his job. And that weekend, that next weekend, we were homeless. Damn. We were homeless that next weekend. Like, if you're already struggling or or poor or something, one catastrophic event could just derail. It could derail you. It could set you back. And yes, you can have the funds, but it's going to take time. It's going to take time to to fix that because there's a lot of other things going on. You know, your 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 daughter may have uh, you know emphysema, or cancer, or asthma, whatever the case may be. You got all these other things going on, and and and, and on top of the rent and, and this and that. And that's and that's my point about Bethune. But we're going to get into that um, uh, very shortly here. I'm going to call. Um, uh, Maurice uh, Andres. Uh, also, going to see what what name he he he, he goes by these days. Um, but he's, <laughs> he's like you. That. He's got a couple to choose from. Now, if you guys have any, a lot of the people were commenting on YouTube, um, asking about there goes Keith, um, <laughs> asking about can they call in? And I need to, you know, y- you you can call in. So if uh, comment uh, on the live stream, I can get you on the show. 
and um, and you can let me know how many other ways uh, that I'm wrong. You can say it in Spanish, uh, whatever you, you need to do. All right. Um, so right now, again, I'm calling. You um, can you can even think that I'm wrong. <laughs> I won't agree or admit it. Right now, I'm calling Andreas. Uh, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's up, man? Good, good, man. Y'all all right? Good. Yeah, yeah. we good. We good. Yeah. So once again, you guys are on the bench, on the bench podcast with Bubba Pink, and we have Andreas Butler on, long-time journalist with Daytona Times, Florida Courier. And uh, now, Andreas, I actually uh, met you at Bethune um, when I was uh, covering Bethune Cookman football team for the uh, for the school newspaper. And- was that during your virgin freshman year? <laughs> yeah, Andres. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. See you out there doing your thing. Um, yeah. Actually putting in some work. Yeah. Um, Is that? Pretty aggressive at it, you know. Most of the time, you know, I mean, most of the kids at Cooper ain't always been as aggressive covering journalism and events around town, you know, but, hey, uh, you was pretty good, young man. Pretty good. <laughs> I thank you. I appreciate that. Now, you had a recent interview with uh, Ed Reed, at, and uh, that's going to be released. Oh, when, when is that going to be released? Later this week, you said? All right. Uh, it will be in the Daytona Times tomorrow. Okay. I'm not sure if they're going to post it on the Florida Courier uh, website, too. It'll probably be on the website tomorrow, too, as well. And also, you know, we are, week, we are a weekly publication, so we come out uh, every Thursday. Taking mm-hmm. the Florida Curry comes out every Friday, but okay. it's released out on Thursdays. And you know, with the Florida Curry all around the state, and um, the times is Daytona, and Daytona you get to, you get the times, and you get the Curry. Exactly, exactly. But they can also look that up online because I actually looked up the Daytona Times and some of your recent articles online today. So uh, that is good. Now, just what? Just um, we're going to start here, right? What was your overall? sense on Ed Reed as far as his temperament and as far as, you know, uh, you know, just his overall feeling right now. Uh, Talk about when I met him? No, nah, when you, well, as you. Well, yeah, yeah, let's, run, let's run it back. Okay. Did, did, did you have a chance to, to meet or, or hear from Ed, like from the time he took the job until your recent interview? Now, you know, Don Cookman, they don't say nothing. They don't say nothing. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you what, they don't really let, um, they don't let, let us on campus. Matter of fact, they're not letting me on campus right now. But they really don't, they normally don't even talk to the Daytona Times. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so every, all they did was release a statement said that he was the coach. I heard that he was around town. I figured, like, well, I guess I ain't been some running to him. Okay. And they had the protest on Monday. I went to go do the protest. I left when they marched off to the other side of campus over to, uh, they said it was going to be um, athletic training center. And I had to leave. I had to go somewhere do something, you know. So I left. But as I was going, driving to a place where I had to go, I'm driving down MLK Boulevard. And guess who I see over at the car wash? <laughs> uh, Martin Luther King. Sitting down, talking to somebody who I know. And I'm like, whoa, I go Ed Reed. I'm from the start. I was actually on the phone with somebody. And I said, whoa, we're going to get right. I'm going to go stop and talk to him. All right. So I stopped, talked to him, talked to the guy I knew that was right there with him, talked to him. He said, yeah, man, so yeah, I do. So yeah, man, he said, yeah, I'll give you an interview. He said, I just can't be on camera right now. So he talked to me. Okay. okay. Probably like four or five minutes and I was out. 
Okay. Then did, did, was that your interview, or did you meet with him later in an interview with more? That was my interview. Okay. Okay. You, that was my interview. Yeah, you called him. You just you just happened to run into him. That's a crazy story, man. <laughs> that is a crazy story. So, yeah, but you been to you you went to Cookman. You been in Daytona. Right. You know how it is. Daytona small town. Yeah, man. You gonna run into somebody. <laughs> yeah. If they're there, you are gonna run into them eventually. Yeah. So kind of, kind of going to Bubba's question, like, what was your general impression of him, like his demeanor and and his presence? Well, he was, he was cool. He was cool. He was laid back. He was genuine. He was passionate. Seems to have a genuine care and interest in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like he really want to coach the kids. He really want to do something to help them and help them change their lives. And during the interview, he kept saying, it's about the kids, it ain't about it, it's about the kids. He kept saying, go talk to the kids, go interview these kids. Right, right. And this is a group that he'd only literally been on the job for about three weeks and already developed a somewhat significant attachment to. Yeah, actually, he has. Matter of fact, during the protest, uh, one of the guys in it was in it, he was talking to the media, um, one of the quarterbacks on the team, um, excuse me, Tyron Franklin Jr., he was actually protesting. Let's go football players out there. Uh, he was protesting, and he said, I won't read. That's who we want to be our coach. Knowing, I guess, the environment over in Daytona and being familiar with Bethune, like, is there any way that the, the decision gets reversed and he stays in light of protest? No. Mm. I'm being told that they have a good, they have a coach ready to go. I'm being told they have a coach. Uh, if they don't have a coach, they will announce the coach within the next couple of days. Okay. Matter of fact, when they're in the um, interim president's release, he said they expect to have a coach by the end of the week and by uh, within ten days. I'm being told it's going to be at the end of the week. Wow, so wow. that's two days basically. So, so what? <laughs> So Ed Reed, uh, and this the latest news that we heard, he's still in town and he's still fighting for this, um, and he's he's trying to get a meeting with the um, with the president. So, is that the last thing you heard? Is he still in town? You think he is still in town? I've heard that he was on someone beside last night, um, and this girl had to go dancing some someplace on the beach side. I'm thinking it's the ocean deck because that's wherever I go. They got the dance floor. You got the live band to play the reggae music. That's what I'm thinking about. I heard he was in town. But if you read my interview, he said he was probably going to leave, but he, my, my article, but you know, he said he probably going to leave, but he, I, I heard he was still in town. Now, no, now, did Ed, like, did he retain any of the prior coaching staff or did he bring in... Uh, as a matter of fact, what Reggie Fields said on HBCU game day the day when he was in uh, Brian Wilson, he said that, I don't think I guess you guys didn't see the interview, <laughs> he said that he retained two coaches to kind of, you know, open things up and show Ed Reed around. Just said, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually watching it again right here on YouTube on my television. Okay. So, he so went- it was two coaches that was, so it, it was some, apparently it was some coaches. So, Apparently, Theus has been online saying that there's been there was two coaches that was left that were retained from the prior staff, and the the rest were yeah. all new guys that that Ed brought in. 
But yeah, apparently as he brought in coach, probably didn't have everybody. I'm not sure if he had his whole entire coaching staff with him, but I'm sure he had some people with him. Now, kind of going back to the beginning of this, I mean, when I first heard about the Ed Reed hire, you know, my first instinct was, man, this is going to be Dion's legacy in HBCU football in that um, it's going to be a pathway for high-profile football people to get head coaching experience at HBCUs, and the HBCU will benefit from the the increased brand recognition that, that somebody like Dion or Ed Reed brings in. And he may only be there a couple of years, but they'll kind of both use each other, the school and Ed, to get what they want out of the deal. Um, do you have uh, you know a, a different opinion on like what went into the hire of Ed Reed, why he was the guy? Well, I know it's a big name. I know it was a big name. I, I know they needed a big name. Thune Cookman, if you look at recent history of Thune Cookman, you know that Thune Cookman has some trouble. They have some financial issues. You know they got the the dorm deal, the lawsuit from that, lawsuits with former coaches, former instructors, the alumni association and the school are kind of suing each other right now. And there's a lot of, you know, schools been in debt, all that kind of stuff. It, it's a lot of stuff. And, 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 you know, I mean, come on, Bubba, you went, you, you right. went to cook Right. You know what is not, what's not there in two and Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, but Ed Reed, his name recognition was going to bring some. It definitely was going to bring some good players in. So, he was going to get some recruits. Well, they had some recruits. They say he had 30 recruits on campus Friday night. Wow. One of the things that people have said, though, one of our guys, is that the light that Ed Reed was going to bring – to the university was something that that maybe made the university uncomfortable because of some of the things you just mentioned, ongoing litigation, some some financial issues within the school, and that 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 in in a weird way that this was almost really a bad mix for that reason. Well, I grew up in Daytona Beach. I know about Bethune Cookman. I've got family members that went to Bethune Cookman. I got people in Daytona Beach. Most people in Daytona have a love because most people that went to school. Have a love, but there are some negative tones too with Cookman when it comes to. And Cookman does have a separation from the community that didn't have in the past. But also, I tell you this: my first job out of college, I graduated from UCF over there. When I graduated from college and came to UCF, I first came back to Daytona. My first job, I worked in housekeeping at Bethune Cookman. I cleaned the gym. And I know how they can be. <laughs> On people sometimes, and Bethune is a place that right now, with the last couple of years, Bethune just don't like anything negative. You can't say anything about the university. Have you seen some of these interviews and stuff? Y'all been watching the Roland Martin show? Some of the things the kids are coming out and see. Some of the things that I mean, I've been doing lawsuit stories on the uh, alumni social thing. They have kids signing non-disclosure agreements, and well, stuff mean- like that. Matter of fact, they admitted that on the Roland Martin show today. The, um, the young lady on the homecoming court, huh? Right. And matter of fact, they couldn't even, they got suspended because they did something that school didn't like. They couldn't march. They didn't, they wasn't on the field, football field the whole year. Well, you, you mentioned a, a few minutes ago that, like, you're kind of like persona non grata on campus. Um, what is that? How did that start? Listen, they don't, all right, they, the, 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 over the years, some of the articles that we've done, some of the editorials that, <laughs> <laughs> we've done 
they've been upset about it. So they basically taking us off of campus. The, the newspaper's no longer on campus. They don't really let, they've kind of really shunned the media out and they definitely haven't really responded to the Daytona Times. Like when they do respond, we're like, well, we're going to get a statement or we don't have a comment at this time, but really they don't talk to us. Now you can ban the newspaper off of campus, but me growing up in Daytona Beach, I know how to get on campus. <laughs> it don't take much to get on campus. Mm-mm. Yeah. And now, what but- these kids talk about is true. Something is the security issue. Sometimes you know, it don't take much to walk up there to get up there. Let me. Bubba, Bubba, don't. Uh, Bubba was very concerned. Have you ever seen a live crackhead on a campus? <laughs> Man, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba, I mean, Bubba, you have too. I right? said, no, nah, <laughs> this is what I said. This is what I said before, like in a pre show. But I said it's only two most people. Of the time they're there, they just walking. They just yeah, they just walking. Through, through, yeah. They're not bothering nobody if they are. But it's only two people that know what a crackhead is. That's one person that has. Uh, if you see a person doing crack, you know that they're a crackhead. And the other person that knows what a crackhead is is if uh, if if they sold crack for us an absorbent amount of years because Daytona. I told because Daytona is a is a uh, the black side of Daytona. Is a um is a is a poor place. You know what I mean. So a lot a lot they of the told, old, and Bethune Cookman sits in one of the poorest areas. Yes, in all of Volusia County. Everybody yes. knows that. Yeah, yeah, and it's an open. Everybody campus. knows that. Yeah, it's an open camp. And plus, Bethune Cookman has a lot of land. Bethune Cookman owns like eighteen acres of land. Over the years, they've been buying up buying up property. A lot of that land that they have. Matter of fact, that where the athletic training center is. And that stuff where Ed Reed talking about behind the building with the trash and stuff. But Boone Cookman didn't own that land probably about 15, 20 years ago. Okay. Now, I, I, I got two two quick questions to ask you, too. One is, I've been, uh, um, my stance, at, or one of my stances has been the, the, the storm, the, the hurricanes, uh, the, the back-to-back, one was a storm, the other one was a hurricane, that came through Daytona. It, it really did. Um, you know, it set Bethune Cookman back. Now, if it was a bigger school, you know, they would have had the resources to come in, clean everything up, get everything right, right away. But how how big of an impact do you think those storms had? And oh, those storms had a huge impact. That that the, them two hurricanes have literally they destroyed much of Daytona. They destroyed much of Daytona. I mean, you know, Daytona we got flood prone areas and red oaks. A lot of places flooded out. Like, Businesses closed. The hurricanes was bad here. The hurricanes bad. You got people that are still displaced that don't have homes, living in hotels, people living with family members, people that moved out the state. You got people that are still living in the hotels. You got people that lost everything. All their houses flooded out, all that kind of stuff. And Some of these people probably work at Bethune Cookman. I'm sure somebody, the people that work at Bethune Cookman, is displaced by, by, by the hurricane right now. And and I was where I was going to go with that is that you know when somebody from another part of the country, even another part of the state, is listening to Ed Reed or or tapping into this story, they're not going to appreciate the effect that the storms had on the campus and the city overall without without having that level of familiarity with the situation. Yeah, it was a lot of damage. The school got a lot of damage. A lot of the town got damage, and it's just like. Plus, you know, Bubba, you've been here. You know, like, it's certain parts of Daytona. If it's any heavy rain, it's going to flood. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's- any heavy rain. It's places on Beach Street over there. That area floods over here by Madison. That area floods 
over here in what we call the hood over here. You know, over on the Orange, by Orange Avenue, all that, Loomis Avenue, all that stuff over the the, the um, Palmetto Park and Carolina mm-hmm. Village community, they flood all that behind behind Campbell and South Street. Flood, all this stuff was underwater, man. So the, especially the first hurricane, even downtown, downtown had water. Had flooded and stuff, too. You know, remember the vegan restaurant over on B Street? Right, right on B Street. Yeah, they, they flooded They flooded twice. I don't know nothing about vegan restaurants. And my second question was, uh, when you listen to, um, to Ed Reed, especially um, in his Roland Martin uh, interview there, he, he, talked, he talked about Reggie Theus about him being such a, a really evil, evil man, but he was going into the detail about, Reggie about that. Reggie Theus? Right. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He called yeah, 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 that's why I just yeah, yeah. 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 He's athletic yeah, director. He's athletic director. No, you mentioned you mentioned athletic director. I I didn't realize it was Reggie Theus. Yeah, he's the he's ADA both. basketball. He was coach, like right. a he was like a better basketball version of Rick Fox. <laughs> yeah. Kinda, so let me kind of like a suave, light skinned guy. What 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 has been your experiences with with Reggie? Um, and what is your overall feeling on 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 him? Man, my experience with Reggie has been good. We've talked, we've conversated. Uh, we've done, you know, I've, I've done interviews with him. Uh, he's told me, he he, 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 um, he, kept, he, he kept me access to, to athletics. My experience with him has been good. I have a favorable, I have a favorable opinion of, of, of Reggie. How, how long has Reggie been the AD and basketball coach? He's been there for two years. He came right during the pandemic. This is his second season being the athletic director and, and coach. Okay. His second season. Now, I mean, from what you've said, you, you really paint the university as being kind of a, a very sort of closed off, almost paranoid place as far as it relates to like media interactions and stuff like that. Did you find Reggie to be a bit of an outlier in that regard and a little bit more open than the university as a whole? Uh, well, the thing is, no, I don't think that he's more open. I, I mean, I, I I think he's, but from me meeting him and dealing with him, I think he's more down to earth than I would think, than I thought that he would be for, you know, some of his stats, you know, being a former athlete, being, you know, a celeb and all that kind of stuff. He's okay. more down to earth. He's surprised to be more down to earth. But as for more openness, nah. Bethune Company just not... They're just not open place. It's just not. It's just not open. Can you, can you blame them though? With all of the, what as you lay it out, everything they're going through with the lawsuits and with the, uh, uh, just in the in, in the media itself. You said you you guys have written. Well, uh, I can't blame. Pieces. Well, no. What well, look? A lot of stuff that's going on though. A lot of stuff has to do with. A lot of problems have to do with doing cooking. Right. No, it's two sides of every cone, every stone. Have they had students and alumni that did stuff that they weren't supposed to do? Tarnish the school's name and the image and stuff like that? Yes, but Bethune-Cookman leadership, particularly in these last years, or these last couple of decades, has warranted a lot of stuff that's what's going on because they've made these decisions that put the university in these bonds. That's what's coming through for me. Yeah. And I and I you know the the more 
you know, the, the more he, he's spoke, I really see a sort of a paranoid institution that that is not owning up to their mistakes, that's not doing a good job of getting in front of the narrative mm-hmm. and trying to rebuild its reputation and its credibility in the community and beyond that. You know, when you're, like when you're I say, shutting down... Don't like, they don't like negativity. They don't like anything bad getting out, but see... You know who else doesn't like... Is, you know who else doesn't like negativity? That that guy with the shitty haircut in North Korea. But that's that's what you had. That's what you're, you know, that's what you're describing the situation is. And that's what, and and that's what they. And truth be told, they're gonna need. They need new leadership. They need new leadership. They they need new board trustees. They need new let a new president come in and do what he's supposed to be running operation. School let the board do the board do the oversight. They just need that. Why not? It's just no. It's no. The whole thing with Bill has always been like, okay, what's the transparency? Everybody says, what's the transparency? What's the transparency? But there is none. That's, well, that's, and there has been a. Now, me, I don't hate Bethune Cookman. I'm from Daytona. I trust me. I got some family members that's probably going to try to jump on me, hit me over here, and, <laughs> and, and probably get mad at something I say. Somebody might hear something I say tonight and be pissed off. But guess what? <laughs> I don't care. Well, why, why, why not? Why not put Ed Reed in charge of the whole school and get the board of directors out there picking up trash? <laughs> no. But I mean, it goes back to the dynamics of Daytona. Like, nah, I, I've, I've dealing with this thing. But I've heard different things too about. The whole thing too, and did they know? Because and now somebody said something. I heard somebody was saying that if they knew who Ed Reed would. He likes stuff to be clean. One of the guys on this podcast was talking about um that he was about to get in fist fights with teammates in Miami and with the Ravens and stuff too because of like clean the way he thinks should be clean. Like if the trash cans in receptacle, you throw your towel on the floor instead of putting a receptacle. Now that was my first time hearing that, but. <laughs> And it's like that, but I mean, it's still, it's still a lot of questions. Like, why would he come up there when he didn't have a contract and that kind of stuff? Yes. Why the contract ain't get done? There's a lot of mess. And, and from my opinion, but most people think, once the first post came out, it was they couldn't do the contract, couldn't proceed with contract. And if you go back and look at Thea's, Thea's interview today with um, Levon Wilson on HBCU game, that you, you'll see some of this stuff starting to come out. What I was going to ask: did, did you ever get? Uh, did you ever get an understanding of whether Ed actually like visited campus or, or toured campus prior to accepting the job? Yes, I, someone told me. I've heard that he prior he, that he visited campus before accepting the job. But on that, on, but, but on that you trip, go back right? now. But listen, now you got to go back and watch the Von Wilson and, 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 and sit now. Reggie Fields is saying this stuff on the. HBCU game day interview he did with Ron Wilson. Right. Well, what what did he say? What did he say in regards to that? I think he was saying about something that Ed set the job. He's like he looking for a place to live, mm-hmm. and he didn't expect him to be on campus. I think that's what thing is. I don't think that the administration or um, board of trustees, anyone thought that Ed was actually going to be on campus once he came to the agreement with me. I don't think anybody thought he was going to be on the campus at the time. Like he, he, you're saying he got to campus before the the university thought he would? Yeah. I mean, you, you get hired, you got to recruit, you had the December. I'm Saturday. thinking I'm thinking he probably came before they expected him. Okay. He probably did. Yeah, because... My, you got to my... understand, it was coming out of that 
Christmas break, New Year's break. Don't want a lot of people on campus. Probably just basketball team or track team or whatever. So, so uh, it'll probably travel one, but. Right, no, I understand. I, we 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 got one comment that edits by Keith. He's saying he don't like how quiet Bubba is. Cause my take, <laughs> listen, Andreas, my take was Bubba alumni. Bubba should have something to say. <laughs> my take was uh, man, Bubba, Bubba was a lot louder last week. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like how Ed Reed, uh, uh, how those videos had, had surfaced. It was and, it, and it's it's multi layered. The very first thing was what Pink just asked you about was did he visit the campus? Everything Ed says. It, it it everything he rants about, it stems back to it, and what it looks like is he never visited the campus before he accepted the position. He doesn't know what the HBCU football culture is like, and what is and, and what a lot of these schools struggle with financially. And third, he had no idea the impact the storms had, which you know which would impact what the field looks like and things of that nature. And then fourth is what is happening now. What I knew would happen as soon as those videos would surface is that people would hop on the train and start saying ludicrous stuff that people like Edis Baquise, who's, 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 who, who only follows Cookman when there's something negative going on, they'll hop on the train and believe. Like, you got the guy on Twitter saying, oh, my three sons shared helmets. Then you got Ed Reed saying they never had a practice field here. You know that's here. true, right? You know that, you know nah, that's true, not, right? that's not true. Helmets. I call football players. No, it's players. true. Hold on, hold on. I'm it's a true listen, football player. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, listen, ahead, listen. Ahead. It's football players yes. that have told people in the community yes. and the people in the community know about it. But you know the issue is, you know why they had molding helmets and stuff like that? You I, know why, right? I was, just, I was just getting there, but you can go ahead and tell them. Because they equipment is in the shed off campus. Yes. And they have an equipment trailer that's off shed campus out there at the stadium. Like Ed Reed say, they go practice at the stadium. They're driving how many miles the stadium is away from campus, way on the other side on the outskirts of town. They're driving there each and every day. The stadium belongs to the city, and you have other teams that's using that stadium. You got two high schools that play on the regular. You got right. one of the teams, they play a game out there every year. So they can't really have their stuff in the locker room because them out-of-town teams going to definitely come and steal something. Right. And it, so, of course, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they shared him. I wouldn't be surprised if stuff moved out because stuff was out there signing that trailer and there was no, there was no, there was no ventilation. Yes. You said, don't be surprised. But the football players that I spoke with said that's just, that's just, not, that's just not accurate. Only, the only time they have ever, like, shared helmets is, is when they were moving – to a different uh, helmet, like a like a, you know, alternative. Uh, you know they got a thousand, and they got a thousand uniforms like the Oregon Ducks. Right, right, the Oregon right. Ducks for black college football. Exactly. So when they switching <laughs> over, but and and then, but also, to, but you know, to, to I know that. alumni that want to see more maroon and gold on the field instead of all that black and green. Yeah, we do. It just looks better, and it goes with the marching band. But hold on, but and then also, secondly, <laughs> it's the players that like hardly ever get in. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah, the yeah, running back and the linebacker is sharing. I heard that. Too. I heard <laughs> you know what I heard I'm saying? Like it's not. So, but, but, so it, without context, it sounds terrible. Without context, but when you give it context, it's it's it's, it's it, it, it does. It's not that it makes sense, but we lack funding. We lack resources. So, you know what I mean? Now hold not on. True. Now, did you see the president's? Uh, you, did you see his interview on um, on on? on yes, Roman? I did. What what I. That's the first time I ever heard uh, sentiment of transparency, right? And, and now they're in trouble, so he got to go yeah, off. Because <laughs> a lot of stuff that he said, it wasn't 
see, I don't think Drake been there as long as some of the other people. They right. know some more of the uh, other problems. Um, he came on, saved face like he should, had a thing, quell some things down, but... I mean, I, I people just telling this. People saying that he ain't telling the truth. And like Reggie Fizz went back and said, if you go watch Devon Wilson thing, HBC game, he said, no, we don't have locker rooms on campus. No, we don't have showers on campus. For them, they have showers in their rooms, but they don't have like a locker room and showers like that. Right. We don't have a practice. They practicing at Daytona Stadium. Yeah, but we, but they always had a practice field. Like, like, like they practice. Right they there behind them, but they don't practice. I know, I know, I know exactly what they practice. Yeah, so but they have to. I used to go, I used to go watch them practice. Now, right, exactly. So, but again, without the context, it sounds like they have a son out there to listen to the band. Right, mm-hmm. the band used to practice right by, um, right behind it. They um, practice right the behind. They still, yeah. The band still practice them. The football team don't practice them. Right, but you got these guys like Edis Marquis. They and don't know the context. Like so why a, it's not, they used why to be like an air conditioned trailer out there. Keith says there's there's video evidence of players sharing helmets during a game against the U. Again. They ain't seen the video. They ain't show me some. Yeah. Players that don't really get in the game probably had to share helmets, like special teams or something like that. Maybe. And, but the football players I spoke with said that's, that wasn't accurate. But, but I'm they probably had to share helmets this year. It's probably because. It probably caused them because of most situations because they had the equipment If it's this year, I mean, I mean, we we trying to explain what's going on here this year. <laughs> no, seriously though. But when you got everything that's messed up, like you said, from the storms or from or, or whatever, the case maybe even before that. that you do gotta give it to them. They was displaced. They did. They was displaced for three about three and a half weeks of the season. They, they, they were yeah. That that probably kind of yeah. That probably played into it too a little bit. Yeah. Right. right. Kind of played into it. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it, it's just it's tough that the kids have to deal with that, but it's exactly. it's tough. But like I said, the hurricane did some hurricane did some damage. Yeah, that first that first hurricane really did some damage. Yeah, in your in your mind though, is is Ed Reed getting getting tossed out of this position a loss for the university or a win? <sighs> Well, either way, Ed Reed's experience, his short time at Thune Cookman was a blessing in disguise. How I'm so? I'm going to tell you why. Please do. Because he brought issue, he pointed out some issues that people have been scared to speak up about for years. Because, you know, you can't talk bad about the university. You can't air dirty laundry. So he did it. And then once what happened to him happened to him, the kids' student body is like it the student body. They're like, fuck it, we ain't dealing with this no more. I, I, I forget it. We ain't dealing with this no more. We ain't having this no more. We won't change. We're going to get this right. So he lit a fire in the kids. Got them active. They demanded what they deserve. Quality education. Quality college experience. They don't need to be retaliated against when they have an issue with the university that they feel. I mean, if you go and read my story on the Florida Curry and Daytona Times, this is some of the stuff that these kids are saying. Yeah, I, I, I think it's shocking. Great. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think like the fact that this has really resonated to to the student body at large, and the student body at large has real issues that they're that they're bringing up, 
is fascinating. And, and I'll be honest with you, I, I'm fearful that there will be retribution against the students that speak out. The way you've described the, the, this university operating, I would be very concerned about retribution if I'm a student involved in protesting. Yeah. There, some of well, a lot of them were. But I, because some of them didn't get their last, I didn't even get their last names. Yeah, right, right. Well, I just gave first names. I just went first names. A lot of people did interviews. Like, I did on-camera interviews. Mm. But some people didn't want to be interviewed on camera. Right, right. Some people said, yeah, first name, what's your last name? Nope, nope, nope. My name is just such <laughs> I mean, and it's shocking. These young men, young women, somewhere between 18 to 24 years old, mostly. So you're like, okay, what what are you afraid of as a child? Yeah. In school. Because, you know, I know Cookman is a small school, proud school, but see, I went to a predominantly white institution, went to UCF. And I say they pro- they protest everything. They protest everything. When George O'Leary was hired as a football coach, they found out what he was making. We're going to protest. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no classes and we can't graduate because my, my, my field is – my, my my track is filled and it ain't no class we do protest. George Bush come there, protest. Clinton come, protest. Wow. Wow. No, exactly, man. Yeah. So uh yeah. what 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 are your last your la- your last thoughts before we let you go on the on the situation and and and, and how you, what do you see it going from here? Well, all right, I don't see Ed Reed becoming a good coach. Becoming this team's football coach. Ed, I think Ed was genuine in what he wanted to do in his vision, that kind of stuff too, but his vision ain't on public university. I think once he came out and said, once he got on the social media, and he said he didn't post it, but once he got out on there, that was a wrap. You couldn't, you just couldn't, just couldn't be, it just couldn't be there. But I think the school's going to lose money that they would have got. I think that they're going to lose recruits they would have got, top notch recruits. Because now, whichever this coach come in, this is a harder job. Now, I've heard some people that they wanted to be the coach have turned down the job. But, and they got to hurry up and recruit because National Sunday right around the corner, which your whole team going to be transport, last minute transport. But you got to get kids in school, and the spring is like right around the corner. Isn't it like a week? So the school is always because they're already behind, they're behind the curve. Yeah. They're yeah. behind the curve. But hopefully for the school, they can get somebody, they can get a coach that can come in that can go ahead and be a bridge builder and build and bridge some of these gaps and and, and go ahead and build the program to where it comes. Hopefully he can do it faster than slow. But whoever come in, he's in a tough position. He or she, whatever it is, they're in, they in a tough position. Really tough. I'll fall over if they they're tough. If I'm a coach, coach I want to do I really want to take this job. I know. The alumni right now is pushing for Matt Johnson. You remember Matt? You used to be a coach. I remember Matt Johnson. The Matt's coach in high school. Yeah, I know, I know. But they, they, they I see, man. <laughs> the key, the, 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 you know, what they're saying, the word is he's, he's applied and uh, he's Ooh. one of the, the finalists or whatever. Or not no, Evan Wyatt. No, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. He's yeah. Fine. Not a finalist, but he's one of the people being considered. I want to tell you. I, I, I haven't heard his name. Yeah. But check this out. I know Evan Wyatt wants to come back and coach. Nah. But he's not going to be coach. But I, he did say he wanted to come back. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, if Brian Jenkins wanted to come back, I, I go and grab him myself. <laughs> I, 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 you know, loaded the charter. He right there in Duval in Jacksonville. 
No, I like the Jinkers, though. Yeah. I like the Jinkers. I think he's the best coach in Bethune-Cookman history. Yeah, he didn't play Mm -hmm. in the NFL. You know what I mean? He didn't have any Mm -hmm. NFL ties, but, you know, in a short period of time, he won three championships. He still got a lot of people like Wyatt and... um, from the old coaches back yeah, in the day, uh, Matthews, they, they, all them, yeah. They was there for 20, 30 years and got the same amount of championships as Jenkins in two and in, in three years, you know. But but it, it feels like, again, a lot of times in, in life, in situations, you're going to have an overreaction. So they go outside the box and hire a name and it's gone horribly wrong for them. Yeah. They're probably going to go very safe yeah. in the replacement coach. Yeah, probably somebody that had that played or coached at Cupman before. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Wyatt wouldn't surprise me, but I mean, what's what's Wyatt? Now? No, he's not. He's, he's not going. Yeah, he, he, he's not going to get it. He's not going. He's not going to be the coach. Yeah, yeah. We can't do. We can't do that. But man, I heard uh, some names, but I haven't been able to confirm anything. So, but right. We'll see. Hey, we supposed to know in we gonna know next couple soon. of days. Yeah, it's about to go down. Well, I definitely appreciate your time, man. Address, they can find you. Oh, right, man, no problem, man. They can find your articles online on DaytonaTimes.com and the Florida Courier, correct? Yeah, um, yeah, I sometimes do some stuff for Deep Focus News, and yeah, that's about it. All right, all right. Well, we get some more news. I'll hit you up to get you back on, all right? All right, man, no problem, man. All right, y'all take care, man. Appreciate yeah, man, thanks you. for dropping in. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's get to this uh, this comment box once again, man. You guys are on the bench, on the bench podcast with Bubba and Pink, home of sports, music, and mayhem. We're available on all podcast streaming platforms, including here, right here on YouTube. Uh, we do have some breaking news here. Our breaking main man, uh, Carver's dirt. Now I'm gonna tell you something about Carver's. I I hadn't set this feature up yet, so I don't even know how he was able to. But he gave us ten dollars in the super chat. I thought I had didn't have it set up yet, but maybe oh, yeah. I did. Look so shout that. out to Carver's giving our very first uh, super chat here to help us keep going along with this podcast because it's not free. And uh, <laughs> I can tell you we're not, we're not making money from it. So uh, 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 shout out to Carver's helping us continue on here on the podcast. He said, what's up, family? Dropping through to show support. Um, they should let Ed slide, especially after. Uh, I, I think he meant to say they shouldn't let Ed slide, especially after he apologized. Yeah. Reggie Theus uh, said no chance. Um, they revisit Ed Reed as coach. I disagree with that decision. Yeah, so in context, it had to be they shouldn't let him slide. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. And, uh, yeah, and Ed did, Ed did apologize. As a matter of fact, he apologized uh, almost right away. Um, and, yeah, and yeah, Reggie Theus and the, and the president said that there's no way that they revisit Ed. Man, that interview right there that we had, that makes me side with Ed Reed even more. Mm. I really, I, I, you know, I was a little on the fence, um, but I really feel that if they, I mean, it's apparent they don't want any meaningful change. But if they do, you got to go with it. And you got to say, hey, w- yeah, w- we have problems. We own our problems. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go forward. Coach, you know, coach wasn't the most articulate in the way he said it, but he ain't wrong. Let's build from this. Let's do something different. But the mentality, like just their interactions with the media and and all that in general beyond the scope of football, really just to me speaks to a dysfunctional organization. And I, you know, I and and I know like you kind of said, you know, like, like, yeah, with your HBUC, some of this just comes with the territory. But that's a mentality. No, not 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 any of that. Not not not. Not in relations to that. Okay, okay. But but 
did you have a no? I was going to say, but like if, if that you know, I mean, if that, if you're not willing to kind of progress beyond any of that, you're just going to be stuck in this this place. You're, there's going to be no progress. But my thing is also like no progress in in regards to so a couple of things that you're saying that 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 I'll call Andrea said. Number one, limited media coverage on campus. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's and not only just on campus, but when the media reaches out uh, for comments, for interviews, they're saying, hey, uh, here's our official statement or we don't have a comment at this time. Right. Right. You're right. saying it, a lot of that in regards to that. Yeah. I, 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 I don't so, like that mentality. So, so this is my thing about that. They have. So Andreas, before that, he mentioned how they have a lot of editorial pieces, pretty much detailing what has been going on um, with Bethune as far as the financial issues with the lawsuits and things of that nature. So I, I don't know. I can see from their side. I can see them saying, "Hey, we don't need the last thing we need is more negative uh, coverage. If we have this uh, paper here." that all they do is detail negative stuff about us, then let's just not give them further fuel to write more negative coverage. I'm saying if that's their side, I can, I don't know, I can see that. I, I can see that, but I, what I'm telling you is that th that we live in, in a world of communication and a world of narratives. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you're kind of a circle the wagons hunker down, not give them anything they're going to throw back in our face type of thing and just kind of weather the storm. That's that's a defensive negative thing and it lets people run wild with narratives. Mm -hmm. But when you get in front of the microphone, and I, I know like in a pending lawsuit you can't go in a lot of detail, I get that. But when you have a leader or or, or whatever that can step in front of a microphone, you know, and again, you're not gonna sort of re respond to every question, but like you know, hey, there's a lot going on. I'm gonna step up and speak for the university here. I'm the president of the university, or whatever the, whoever that designated person is. Yeah. You get in front of the narrative. Mm -hmm. You 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 say hey we've had some things that have gone wrong we're changing we're you know i mean like politicians do it all the time i mean yeah. sometimes you, you, but you know, they have well i mean just it doesn't seem like that like when, you, yeah, when yeah, you're they talking, have they have many of when you're talking about a media member and that's the, the type of behavior they're, yeah they're but they've given to. them they've given them the statements statements the, are horse crap yeah, but they, they're, they're, are they're saying exactly what you what no, you're there's, asking there's different man we, we statements are not good enough there, there, you have so to what, what, stand what would in front you like, of something. What would you like them to detail? Not, it's not specific talking points. I'm talking about what would you like them like? Oh, okay, we're fixing this. When, like what I'm like saying, I'm saying. you need to put a face in front of that. Uh huh. And and then whatever your plan is, whatever your your you know, your objective is, or how you're handling a situation, having a face stand there and say something face to face. Like think about it. Like when you when you. You know, when there's any sort of like level of contrary, even with some of the Kyrie stuff, it's like, you know, when a, when a person under duress like releases a statement, you just kind of look at it and go, OK, you probably didn't write that. Somebody helped you write it, blah, blah, blah. But when somebody stands in front of a camera and says, you know, in, in one way or another, I'm the university president. We are when they're you know, under duress. Yeah. Or beforehand. When they're, when they're, when they're under duress. Well, they're under and, duress now. And the president did that. For two in, the, hours. in this particular instance, it was <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But but what I'm what what I'm responding to is what he was describing, sort of as this just circle the wagons culture around mm -hmm. the university. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I, when I'm hearing that, I'm saying that's not a good sign. It's not a good sign, and it's not. But okay, so what do we do with the full transparency the president has given now? Is that about? Is the, there no the, about everything? The, the Rowan Martin thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to play. Probably, I'm going to play some clips from it. Please do. And and, yeah, and, yeah. and again, that's probably a big step in the right direction. Okay. Yeah. You because I, I'm, I'm going. I'm getting ready to play. The problem is, as soon as I press it, it's going to start playing. So I yeah. just want to say. What I got from the full interview is, is the interim president with Roland Martin. There wasn't there wasn't a he's the interim concern. President? He's he's just only the interim president. Okay, yeah, okay. The president. Yeah. There wasn't a concern or question that wasn't answered. And he offered details. He offered how much money they have, what they plan to do with it. What's the reason for these things that happened in the past? What's the reason for the things that's happening now? And these are just a couple of clips I'm going to. But we go, you know, in sequence. You have the Ed Reed fiasco, as it were, Mm -hmm. and now we have the president standing up and saying something. Yeah, but as far as this is concerned, for for the crowd, but for the crowd that that wants to recognize Ed Reed as perhaps saying things that needed to be said, like this is almost plays into. But it seemed like common sense, even to me, a small mind like me is saying it. Everything the president is saying outside of what, how much money they have and what they're going to do with it, the stuff that Ed Reed was specifically talking about was common sense. Well, I, I, like it was. I don't think you need a, a face of the universe of the university to come out beforehand before Ed Reed's fiasco and say, "Hey, we had two hurricanes here. That may be why trash is on the ground and um and things like." Like those students were there. The people in Daytona were there. They was there during the storm. The students that were sent home, they know they were sent home. All right, the players that couldn't come back to the campus and that the Bethune Cookman spent money on uh, paying for hotels and food, like they were there in that situation. The come, parents. Come, okay, situation. come again with this though. Ed Ed was hired allegedly like three right, weeks right. ago. Mm-hmm. Why was why had we not seen Ed at the lectern with the university president and Reggie Theus with a proper press conference? What, What's from, that about? Well, from what Ed is saying is that there are there were things in the in the contract that um, that they were toggling about, and that's as far as where the money was going to be allocated to. Okay, all right, and like the president is saying, hey, we have yes, we have this one hundred million dollars, and yes, the the previous plan was to spend more money on the sports program, mainly the football program, than we had planned. But, but these two storms set us back. Tremendously, uh, you know, we got mold in dorm rooms. We have this, we got that. We have to fix these things. We have, you know, the practice field is messed up. This is messed up. Like, you, you know, we're getting these things fixed. And hey, Ed, whatever's left over, okay, that's probably you. And but, that's not going to meet your, but what you have in this contract. When, and again, like, speak. Like, the norm. When you speak, they, let me play this because this, this is going to solve This is so after much. the fact. It's not after no, the fact. He's, the president is telling you, you he's in coach. that interview with the coach and he's telling him all of that. No, um, that, but that's not what, uh, that's not the point I'm making. When you hire a coach, there is a press conference. If you, and here's the reality. They like, didn't officially hire him. That's why I wasn't then, a press conference. Then handle that differently. Handle what? Then get Ed off campus. To why is he on campus doing things? He should be on campus. Not if probably he ain't not hired. doing stuff. But not that's, if he ain't hired. They didn't tell him to do that. He, they, 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 what are you supposed to do? Kick him off? Now there's a whole new story. Well, I'm supposed to have police come out and kick Ed Reed off campus because he's not hired? Then what you said, <laughs> then again, to stay in front of this, because, I mean, from the national perspective, it was basically you guys hired Ed Reed. 
Yeah. That was the narrative. Yeah. Okay. Now, if, they, if it's not that simple mm-hmm. and you got Ed here working when he not really in charge, no contract, whatever, and it's lingering on a couple of weeks, like, why not have a presser? We've, we've, and say exactly what he said here. The campus has been devastated by the storm. We're going through some budgetary issues. We're working closely with Ed to arrive at a financial agreement that will make him the head coach with the resources to do what we believe he can do. Yeah, let me let me let me let me play because the, because the, you said why the answer to that is is because they had agreed to principle and um, the guy that's with Ed Reed he says hey we agreed we had a man's man to man agreement um, uh, post the, the the issues we had with the contract that right. Ed was going to become the head coach and everything was fine and then the next day is when Ed did the videos right so. Um, again, there was. I'm not saying there was no mistakes made, right? But then Cookman shouldn't have came out and said Ed our coach, right? But at the same I, time, it, 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 that's not about national because Ed Reed was on his IG first and said, "Hey, I'm the new coach of Bethune Cookman." Okay. And then Bethune Cookman said, "Hey, but that, that but don't, my, my, just because Ed Reed does that doesn't mean Bethune Cookman has to release a statement saying Ed Reed is our coach." So that was a um, mistake. Bad. Uh, they shouldn't have done that until the contract was signed. I do agree. Or, or you could. You know, there's different ways to handle it. Like I said, you could. You could have kind of had an intermediary sort of press conference or university says, "Hey, here's the plan. We we are looking to go with Ed and whatever." It, again, it's controlling the narrative and not letting Ed run wild, not letting you know whoever run wild. It's your story. It's your right. school. But once he does run wild, then you have to deal with it. I get that. Yeah, you have to deal with it. And and, and it was their decision to say, "Hey, this but is not I'm, the person we want." And to, I'm to looking, face of our athletic and, and I don't disagree with that. But I'm looking at this as. The, like when you look at it, Ed Reed brings a certain package, but the university is its own package, and it almost feels like the university is is not adept or attuned to modern day communications, mm-hmm. and that's a failing of the university. And that's I mean I'm not saying wipe them off the map or anything, but like they got to own that part of it. And if they want to be the institution that that their alumni can be proud of, they got to change that. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. All right, so let me play. Uh, first, I'll play. Uh, I have clips from both, from Ed Reed and from the president. But let's play a couple of clips uh, from the president first, um, and then we'll react to uh, to what he's what he's saying. Uh, here we go. Actually, starting, starting in December, December, we were working, working on a contract, contract for unnaming Ed Reed as the head coach. I interviewed Ed, and I had three important things that I asked him to ensure that he was willing to do as part of becoming uh, part of the Wildcat family. One was. I needed him to really understand that we were a Christian institution, that behavior and character were clearly our priorities. And I asked him if that was okay with him. Could he abide by that? Could he, you know, position himself as a role model for our student athletes as well as for the university itself? He indicated he would. Second question I ask is, well, great. I'm glad you're willing to do that. I need to know if you're also willing uh, to build the kind of program uh, that will allow you, because you've not been a coach uh, before, this is an opportunity for you to be a head coach your first time. The university has given you an opportunity to do that. And therefore, we want to surround you with the kind of people that can drop the X and O's and help you become a strong coach. He said, I get that. And I'm, and I'm willing, willing to do that. that. The third, third thing, thing is, as I said, this is not, not a university by Miami, and it's not, not the NFL. NFL. Uh, we, uh, just we just came through two hurricanes, $6 million worth of damage. Much, much of what, what we've been, been working on for the last year and, year and a half is improvements, improvements not, not only to the university's infrastructure, infrastructure 
but also, but also a long-term, long-term investment plan. plan. We have yeah, about, about $100 million, million dollars that we need to invest in the university over the next several years. years. We said, we said to him, look, you're going to become part, part of that. Are you, are you open, open to helping us do that and build the program? He said, he said yes, yes to that. that. So, so when we saw, we saw the first video, video uh, criticizing the university and saying, saying well, it's trashy and my office is dirty and all that, that first of all, he wasn't, he wasn't an employee, employee of the university, and he had, he had not an office. office. When the last, the last staff moved out, out, we started, started renovating that building. Everything, everything from, from the coaches' rooms, rooms to the other, other places. We had, we had given, given him some permission um, that, he that he really took, took to, the to the next level. level. First, First of all, he wasn't authorized, authorized to take, take video. He wasn't, wasn't authorized to do any of those things, but he did them anyway. The university had to take responsibility for that because it happened. But quite as it's kept... You know, you know, that, that is the kind of behavior, behavior that we would expect. expect. And then the expletives and the, you know, you know the, the, was, 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 was. Okay. So that's, that was that first clip there of him, you know, just talking about, you know, um, what really went on during the interview with him and Ed. And then uh, basically what, what um, how things fell apart in the end. The next clip is going to, he's, he's, it's, it's basically a continuation of the first one. He's saying what really you know, did it, you know, what What was the straw that, you know, that broke the camel's back, if you will, for lack of better terms. But just talking about that clip right there, you know, that, that, you know, because I saw it and I was just telling you uh, about the things that he had said. Uh, yeah. This is just echoing what he had just said, but really, um, over the last five minutes. I, I thought I would have, if I was him, I would have said the, the points in three different ways. Mm-hmm. I would have put the, the hurricane part first. Mm-hmm. And as an atheist, I would have left out the Christian university part, but whatever. And then the the football part I found almost peculiar. Mm-hmm. We're, we want to surround you with X and O people because you haven't been a head basically, coach. Basically, I want to hire your staff for you. That's which is weird. Yeah. You're a university president. What the hell do you know about X and O's? Yeah. Like, you know, that's the thing. And I, th- that was almost patronizing to me. Yeah. I thought that was really a bizarre statement in isolation. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, I mean, I, if I'm Ed Reed, that's what I would do. What? I mean, I would hire, you know, some X and O guys. I would hire guys that, that fill my weaknesses. Yeah. Like I coach, I am not a really good technical skills coach. Mm-hmm. It's not my strong suit. I'm better game management. I'm better team building and whatever. So if I'm putting together a staff, I know I need to have some skill development guys yeah. that are really good at that because that's not me. And, and you know, Ed would you know, hopefully have the self-awareness to do that. But But for the university president to sit in front of me and tell me that's what I need, mm-hmm. that's a little weird. That's yeah. a little weird. And like again, what, what what was the option? Like, we want to surround you, mm-hmm. so you're, you're going to hire X and O guys. You know, I yeah. would be, I would be well, like, oh, oh, I, I would want, be I like this. Final my, word my, my, my thing would be, you know, hey, we know you haven't had a head coaching job before. You know, I want to be comfortable that you are selecting people that address your shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Maybe a staff with some X and O guys. Maybe a staff that has a guy or two that have some extensive head coaching experience. I would like to see you go that direction. And I would be very intent on listening to his response. Nah, bro, I've got this. Or like, hey, absolutely, that was my plan. But I'm not, I, I thought the way he delivered that was extremely patronizing. All right. Anything else before we go to the next clip? No, no. All right. 
The, the second, second video, what was the final straw? What, what caused it? Uh, where uh, you uh, made, made the decision, decision that uh, we're, we're not moving, moving forward with the Ed Reed's coach. coach? I think, I think the, the final straw was actually the third or fourth video. One with the background music being booties, butts, and boobs, uh, and hoes. Um, and, you know, we have 65% of our campus is female. Uh, and my view is that we are trying to build young men and respect black women. We're trying to build a culture where they understand that, 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 that I, you know, people can say whatever they want to say. But we think you can do anything respectfully. And when we think about the culture that we're trying to build, that we have companies and partners like Disney and, and some of our other partners calling and saying, what are you going to do about that? We can't support that, that kind of image. Uh, and, 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 of course, they're one of our biggest sponsors for Classic. So, so you're, you're, saying, you're saying Disney, officials with Disney, called you complaining about Ed Reed and saying we can't support the Bethune-Cookman if, if, if he's going to represent the university. They didn't say we can't. They questioned what we were going to do. do. And I think, I think that, that was an appropriate way to approach it. But they, they weren't the So were they implying that they would pull support if he continues as head coach? I think that as a leader, you have to make the decision. And if they make, if they are inquiring, they have a vested interest. They believe in the image that they want to project, and you have to think, you know, what are the possible outcomes of you continuing to do what you're doing on the screen? Okay, so that was that. That was that clip. Now, again, uh, just qu quickly going over um, what he was saying about uh, the classic and about Disney, um, about that. You know what's what's interesting is when you when you when you're already struggling financially, and your biggest and you know sponsor by a thousand miles, you know they call. Um, you know that does mean something. Now, I didn't know that until I watched this again. You maybe he you know well this is post the video, so this is early as he could say it maybe. But also, I didn't know that he made so many videos. I saw the yeah. two. Like, I didn't even see that one that they put up on the screen. I didn't even. Apparently, there was five videos. Yes, I didn't even realize that. I, I literally thought it was, like, one video. Anyway, like. No, was, they're different. And they're. Yeah. I mean, they, it could be one longer, but they're, yeah. each time he's in a different place. Now, I got now you, maybe got it's you. over an hour and then he's moving along. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> each time they show a clip, he's somewhere different. Yeah, he's yeah. in a car. Or he's picking up trash. Like, or he's in a car. He's like Forrest. He's, he's like Forrest <laughs> Gump. He just pops up everywhere. And, and this is the thing. Like, I, did, I literally did not know he made so many videos. I didn't know either. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> like again, not to go back to the white and black thing, but you're just not going to do this at Duke University or, or University of <laughs> and think you're going to keep a job or, or, or get a job. It's just not happening. I, 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 I have a master's degree. I can't do that to McDonald's if I'm going to... For $9 an hour, if I do that, they're just not going to hire me. Like, this is yeah. not going to happen. But I literally did not know it was that many videos. Hey, come on, man. You got, and I'm going to play, Ed, Ed has a response to that specific video. I, I would, where it's booties and butt cheeks and ass and titties and shit. You, you, come on, man. You can't do that. You just can't. <laughs> where do you think you can, where do you think that's even fucking plausible? All right, here's two, two points. The underrated aspect of Dion is that he's essentially a teetotaler. In terms of all matters of life, like drinking, drugs, the, you know, he he, you know, he's a religious guy. He he's a guy that doesn't cuss really with any regularity, and he stays away from vices. And so, Dion, I mean, like like 
how he's able to do, like that's an essential part of how he's able to gain acceptance and credibility in what he's trying to do. And that can't be underestimated. And clearly Ed didn't get that memo. But secondly, I would prefer to live in a world where we have butts, booties, and boobies and where we can cuss freely. I just think it's a more fun place. It's more engaging. Yes, but that's not the case. <laughs> this is not the case. I know. What is that? Is that hat supposed to symbolize a vagina? No, Mo. Oh, okay. Mo. That's the last uh, uh, clip. Uh, the last the last clip of the president, he's addressing the students um, protesting and, and, and concerns, not necessarily about Ed Reed. Okay. So that was the last thing I was going to play. Then I was going to go to Ed Reed. But matter of fact, but I'll, I'll come back to that. And um, let's play Ed Reed in response to, to what the president said. Clip. Yeah, yeah. So let's go there. So see what these young folks wear the school, 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 man. man. You will, you will see, see this. What are you, what are you talking, talking about? about? What are you, what are you talking, talking about? They, 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 they worse than, than the songs. songs. You, you have, have crackheads walking, walking through, through campuses, campus, man. man. There's, There's no, no security, security for these young, young women. women. I'm, I'm not, not trying, trying to bash the school. school. We, we, we were picking, picking up trash when I was screen recording. I didn't post that. Somebody screen recorded me and put that out there. They said I was much in the school. We were picking up trash. At the, At the time, time you tell them I'm much in school, school. I'm, I'm on, on the, the ground, grabbing trash, trash from my trees, trees behind, behind bushes because my, my football team was acting too cute. cute. Don't, Don't interview, interview me. me. Interview, interview them kids. kids. Interview, interview the team. Interview, interview these young, young women, women and men. I'm not, I'm not here. Smack. I got a 14-year-old son who I've been missing his stuff. Three weeks. I'm tired, man. This is exhausting, man. They love me, man. Why do you me, man, to save your face, man? Because you're doing something wrong. You understand me? I took family to a basketball game. This man, Reggie Diaz, man. This man is evil, man. Evil, man. This man is evil, dude. I take parents to a basketball game. You understand me? And he don't come out during the warm-up? All, all the parents, parents are like, where's the coach when you do come, come out, man? man? You got another, another man fixing your, your pants, pants man. There's <laughs> <laughs> so much in that, man. It, 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 it's, it's, Never let another man fix your pants. <laughs> another man fixing your pants. What does that have to do with anything? But listen, man, I, I, I'm not. It's not. I'm not a head read hater. But where are they lying? Time out, though. Where are they lying? Where's who lying? He says they're lying on me. They'll be lying Wait, on me. Did, did that not lying? feel like the R-, R. Kelly interview? Yes. Oh, one thousand percent. One thousand. But R. Kelly was much funnier. Oh God! In a sense of, you know. But what he did do it, they're lying he, he, on me. That like channeled yeah. R. Kelly. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> and, and people on social media were saying that. That's why oh, I had to go look at the funny. video. But um, like, where are they lying? The videos are there. Like, it's. I mean, you know, what are, what are you talking about? The only thing that you saying that could be lying. Is the um I guess in the interview process um that the president outlined because this is after the the president's interview with Roland. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, Ed reminds me like he honestly reminds me of when you were defending Kanye West, and you're saying like it's not the messenger but the message that needs to get through, and right. and like I that's him, but I feel like like like. It does seem like the school is full of shit. 
I just yeah. That's my gut feeling. I mean, presumably reading between the lines, he took some recruits or whatever to the basketball game. Yeah. And thought that you know pregame coach would come by. You're the athletic director. Shake some hands and smile around, and he didn't do that. Yeah. You know which? Okay, why not? You know, you're, you know, yeah. you're the athletic director. You're the basketball. You're selling the program. You're selling the university. Do that stuff. That's part of the gig. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's kind of too small minded or whatever to do that, that's on him. You know, no, I, I think I think at that point, and not not to, I don't know Reggie from a can of paint, so I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I think Reggie knows. First of all, I don't. I, there's three things, three layers to just that point alone. Number one. The man is an athletic director and a head coach of a basketball team. I mean, I mean, you know, he's probably limited on time. That's number one. Unless you said, unless you, I mean, if you said, hey, yeah, I called Reggie and told him, hey, I got some recruits coming through. I would love for you to come by and speak to him. If you just thought by chance you were going to come pregame and Reggie, and Reggie was going to have time to come, like that, that's a little. Uh, I, dis- I disagree completely. That's, that's one thing. I disagree completely. But hold on. The second thing is, this was post videos. So I think there's a, a mixture of things going on. Well, Reggie was upset um, because you know he 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 was the main person um, who not bought Ed in because Ed was mutually interested, but he did bring Ed to the to the situation there. Right. And at his post videos after all of that, and again the stress. I mean, he's like I said, he's a coach of a bad basketball team and an athletic department that's failing and then you come out and you come up with all these cursing tirades videos i really don't want you in my face right now because I, I don't know what i might do that okay if, if he <laughs> doesn't do that i get that yeah but if, if the idea that like hey these are recruits that may be interested in the school yeah and and your head coach who's relatively new to the position is is there mm-hmm. you, you slide over in warm-ups and shake a hand yeah, and do yeah. that that's part of the gig man and if you don't get that you don't belong in the gig yeah yeah you know that's that's that thing man you got to show kind of that mutual love and support especially when you also wear that athletic director hat you mm-hmm. know and maybe it's too big a hat for one guy oh, you know? and, and most universities do that but you're literally <laughs> you're literally talking about a one to two minute exchange during warm-ups yeah you know you, you got to be able to put the show on or you don't belong in the job yeah but i the whole thing though like i mean like again that university president's a douche um, like the like the all the 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 booties boobies or whatever. Like, dude, what do you think is happening on a college campus? No, but Pink, you can't like we can't just move the goalposts because <laughs> woe is me. Bethune Cookman doesn't have anything, and you think Ed is going to give him everything? No, I'm not saying that's that. not that... going to happen at any other. If you at Rollins College, they wouldn't let that man off the bus. You understand me? Like that's <laughs> not going on at other institutions. You can't. We can't just accept any old thing because we are any old thing. But like I, the there's man said, no have... way in hell that I'm going to go on national TV or whatever and say that's the straw that broke the camel's back. What this? It was the fifth video. He's saying after the third or fourth, he we were like, the, okay. But he, he asked the Roland asked a specific question. What was the straw that broke the camel's back? Well, the fifth video when he's he on didn't there, even say the fifth. He, video. he said fourth. He said, well, no, but, he said but he said but then he goes on and on about I the music fifth. and the women yes, and yes. what we're trying to do with the university. Yes. No, that's it, insincere. That's that's not. That's insincere. He's saying that the man and he technically in the video said four. I put five on there to be extra. But he's saying that hey. These other videos, he's cursing, he 
he's doing all these tirades. He's not understanding what our issues are and what the problems are at the school. He's not outlining that. He's putting us in a negative light. And then in his last uh, last video, the broke the, the, the cameras back. He's playing um a uh, uh, music with the, the, the derogatory terms and, and, and language in it, like pink. Like I don't like that's just. I don't. If you agree or not, I don't know. Maybe you're in a different world than I am. But that's you're not getting hired at any other institution outside of a maybe a HBCU that is that is that is that is doing it. And the people want us, you know, because we have a desperate state of feeling right now for the national, um, you know, to the national to, to the national people to the national audience. So yeah, they want us to bring Ed in no matter what he said. But any other institution, there's not. It's one thousand percent. There's not a iota. There's not a point one percent of the schools that would hire that man after that. There's just not. It's just not. No, I I get that, but there's no way I'm saying that's the straw that broke the camel's back. That just well, that's well, nonsense. Well, 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 then, well, then you agree that they that they should have hired him. And in that case, because that's the only thing he did. He what's didn't it? do anything else. What's what else now? did he do? What, what do you mean, Ed Reed? What else did he do to not to not be able to be hired by an institution? By, by way of what he did, he didn't do anything else. The only thing he did was the videos. Well, no, I'm I'm saying the, the way he singled out the background song and made it this whole that's thing, a part of it. That that should be a very small part of it. Is my point on that? That should be a very small. Part. Maybe it was. It wasn't. He went. He went. He extra, said that was the straw went, that yes! broke the camel's back. I, there's no. My point is, you know how no many straws way. it takes to break a camel's back? That's nah, the that's sure. the term. That's the reason for it. Yeah, but if a that, camel's if, back if is that's extremely what, strong, so it if, takes a hundred straws. Well, if that's what broke that camel's back, he's a weak ass camel. Yeah, but I mean, it's the camp. It's a, it, and it is a, a Christian institution. You just you can't have that, man. I don't care if you was a Christian atheist or a devil institution. You, you're not going to have it. They're not going to have it. So if they're not going to have it, why should we have it? Because we desperately need it. No, that that's what not it what is? I, no, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, it has just, to be. I don't. From, from I not don't just from regard, you, but from the other people. I don't regard musical choices as that significant. I just don't. Now you could easily say that we cannot tolerate a head coach who's going to publicly criticize the university in a social media platform in that manner. That's all you need to say. As bad as University of Florida quarterback room is, they let a kid, a 17-year-old kid, they released him from a scholarship because he was singing along in his car. He was singing along to a song and said one N-word. Yeah, that's it. One N word. It wasn't multiple. It wasn't. A, it, was, it wasn't bitches. Though. It was one N word. Hey, we can't have you here, man. We can't. We're not doing that. You yeah. can't do this. Like they, they like any I'm other. Not, I'm not saying they're, they're not. not I am not. You're missing the point. I'm not saying they're not within their rights to do that. But but the way he singled that out and and made this statement of the university just smacked of insincerity. Yeah, I, I think that president's a complete and, douchebag, and, a lot and that doesn't mean he's wrong in the decision he made. Right, it's just who he is. Right, go. I mean, and again, the whole thing with the we're gonna surround you with X and O guys. Really, you look like you probably throw like a girl. Not him, man. He's saying we like we. Who's the we? Where's the other football expertise? Apparently. I mean, Ed Reed agreed to it. So he must have, if Ed Reed had asked or if, if he had the knowledge to ask, the I, answer that the president uh, gave him yeah. must have sufficed because he, he he agreed. You know what I mean? I, 
I stand on what I said earlier. I, I think that that was a condescending way. And again, it, it probably I, was condescending. And and honestly, it was condescending. No, honestly, yeah. I I I think that that guy's a deceitful dude. And I don't think the conversation went that way. But when he's doing this interview weeks later and he's trying to make himself look, he good, can spin it the way he wants it. it. And that I don't I don't respect that guy at all. Yeah. That's yeah. my point. He, that guy so offended me I that I don't respect him. Um, let's let's go over some comments because we're, we're we're way back, and I want to make sure these guys, um, you know, their voices are heard. Now, FRF, uh, we definitely appreciate you. You've been watching our show and commented as well as Edis by Keys and Carvis and um, and Pittsburgh. All right, so but FRF, he's saying that um, uh, Bethune Cookman equipment manager stated that football players have to share helmets off scripts. YouTube live stream and football player confirmed it as well on the same live stream and edits by Keith. And this was early in the show when we had uh, the um, uh, the caller Andreas in um, and edits by Keith saying, hey, uh, it is true. I'll send it to you as far as the uh, player sharing helmets on the field. All right. FRF next comment is uh, the band practice on the practice field, but the football team doesn't. So in other words, the team doesn't have a practice field. Um, I have been to BCU, have family that have graduated from there. Now, that is one thousand percent just false. Um, I mean, it may not be false like now or this year, but again, like I said, the storm changed things. I was there, I will, uh, you know, four years I was there, but I stuck around Daytona to write, uh, 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 you know, for the newspaper and things like that nature. So for, for six years, for sure, I could tell you that Bethune Cookman had a had a practice field, and the band was there as well, practicing behind them, right behind Bronson Hall. And I can confirm two years before that as well, because Greg and I went on a trip when he wanted to be a part of the football team. So that's eight years. I don't know what happened 15 years ago, and I don't know, uh, like, you know, this year, but I assume it's because of the storm. All right. Um, let's see here. Pittsburgh, there is no full transparency, or students will not be protesting, saying that they haven't met since September. Yeah, that's another thing. I was, um, Andres kind of cut me off, but he said the word. But that's why I said, man, the only there's only two ways that this thing could get better, right? One is full transparency. And not necessarily with the media or with the national audience. It's, it's it is like uh, Pittsburgh is saying. It is with the the the, the, the students there on, on, on campus. You need full transparency. You need the numbers. You need that. Or you can take the um but, but the route but, that you're saying that you feel about the president, and that is time will just will, will, will heal that <laughs> you know new students will come in it's the, it's the BS way it's, it's bad but that is that's only two avenues I see but for but but I agree with you transparency but but tra- transparency like again it it it, be, it begins like transparency is a culture yeah and it, it begins on the campus it extends to the the the, the media and community yeah, around yeah, the yeah, campus yeah. It's, it's be and trees. then to the extent that there's but, a but, national but just the same for, for right now i'm just saying like yeah it has yeah. to be with the students like yeah right yeah now. for sure like yeah for yeah sure. meet with the the sga and the, and the nine and things like that but it, okay and, um, in your gut like and again i mentioned earlier like i do have a concern for some of the students that are being vociferous protesters right now mm-hmm. that there will be some retribution no absolutely not you don't think so okay no, i'm, no, I'm we've curious done on your take yeah yeah, yeah, I've done this in the past. Like, what, I mean, as as far as what they're going to get kicked out of school? Or? I'm not. Exa- I mean, that could take many forms. Or the, the, the it, it could take many t- forms. take money from. Them. Nah, it's, that, that's not that's not that's not going to happen. Okay. Um, like uh, again, I use the same term. One thousand percent. It's just not going to happen. It's um uh, uh you know, it's, there's been peaceful protests on the school. 
uh, times before and at other schools. Uh, Andreas just told you about the, uh, a few times, even at UCF, they had protests. Right. So that's another thing I want to make sure people know is Bethune-Cookman is not the only university or college that is in the USA that have had protests or protesting something that they disagree with or or need from the school um, as far as to improve things on, on campus. Uh, once again, context is just needed in every manner. Um, so, yeah, and, 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 and that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, if they get the full transparency, now you're cooking. If not, and, 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 and I'm 50-50 on the interim president. I don't, I've never met him, never had a conversation with him. There's some things that he has said in that interview did, did that he, I didn't I didn't fully like I, I was like ah, that, that that just doesn't that sounds a little shaky man why are you saying well, that Well I, I was going to say like I mean I, if you're not particularly familiar with them you you know you and I may be on the same footing we just heard his clip That was I, the first time I heard him speak yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's, so, he's been there, he's only been there like a year and a half No but we're the same thing but but here's I mean like I'm a big Malcolm Gladwell guy mm-hmm. and you know like like part of what you do is you like you you hear people and you develop blink impressions of them yeah and like you know, we basically are in the same position We're, we don't know this guy from adam and here he goes and and i developed in that brief interview a very negative impression of him yeah he smacks of being insincere and and uh probably a, a bit of a, a liar embellisher and not particularly a man of character mm. and that and again I, I mean to be candid and transparent with you if that's the lane you're in and then you're going to go for low hanging fruit like music lyrics, it drops my respect for you even more. And that's probably why I reacted so aggressively to that. I get you can't do certain things, but I also believe that like what you attack and what you choose to make decisions on reveal who you are as a person. And I thought that that said more about the type of guy that the the interim president is than it said about Ed Reed or the rightness or wrongness of playing, you know, explicit lyric music. I get that, but but again, if that's what you're choosing to, you know, kind of make decisions on, that says something about you, and and that's what I, I'm reacting to and sensing with the interim president. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree with that, that. That can't be. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard enough from him to make a definitive statement. But with but, but with that one, and, and again, people um, comprehend things and listen to things totally different. I didn't hear that in that statement. Yeah. I heard, hey, he he he, he you know he dissed the school, he downgraded the school, he dissed his employer, he he you know he used profane language in multiple videos, and and four to be specific. Um, we just can't have that here on campus. And hey, also the last video, uh, uh, um, you know. He was playing profane music in the background that had bitches, holes, booties, and ass cheeks. Uh, uh, I, now, that 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 clip, actually, I saw twice, one on the news and one on the Roland Martin interview, but I haven't looked, went on his page or looked it up on Google to see. I want to see what actual song it was. Yeah. Uh, you know what I would have done on that? If you were, which if, if I was the interim president, mm-hmm. and I was going to say, I, I would have laid off the music, and I would have said, I would have emphasized this is the fourth video that he released in a short period of time. This shows me as a leader of this university that this is not just an isolated, ill-conceived couple of seconds. Mm -hmm. He did this over the course of the day. He was tone deaf to how disrespectful this is to the university and the community. And I don't trust him based on this as a leader of our people going forward. End yeah. of story. That's a better narrative. 
Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but not everyone has media training, and and and, and, I don't. and he and he <laughs> and he and he should. And and not only in that statement, there's other uh, places in that interview where I felt a little shakiness, where he could have been better or more direct. Yeah. And um, and 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 only, you know, the bad thing is only time really will tell in which direction. Um, that the school is going to go into. First of all, he's on the interim, so he's not, he's not going to be there long. But I, that's another thing I didn't feel comfortable with was him making the sole decision. Hey, uh, you know, hey, oh, and and then and then again, maybe he's trying to fall on the sword, if you will, and say, hey, look at me, I'm the person that made the decision. Because I I, I I I just can't believe that he solely made the decision that we're not. Hiring that read, and I don't care what none of the rest of y'all say, <laughs> because I, well, I, I he, just don't think so. He, so I think it was a group decision. He alluded. I mean, he brought he brought Disney in. He brought them into yeah. that conversation. And we actually have a comment of and someone he, saying he, this. He backed out. He backed out of that. Yeah. I mean, he kind of like because Roland put it to him. He's like, he did, Is Disney man. telling you that you need to fire him, and he kind of backed out of that. And I almost feel like he probably regretted doing it. And then, as one of our commenters has said, yeah, you know, uh, he said the classic is sponsored by Disney. Blue and but, but one of our um, one of our commenters on the show, and we appreciate you, says that uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield is actually the primary sponsor yeah. of the classic. Which again, if this guy's caught another lie, why not fire him for being a turd? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's go. Yeah. Clean house. Yeah, I'm going to definitely um, look that up because that's something in national media. Not necessarily because he could have misspoke about, about it being a classic, but if Bethune is not sponsored by Disney in any, uh, you know, form or fashion, yeah, that's a blatant lie. Well, and then, again, <laughs> yeah. but you look at And the, Disney is such a large, you know what I mean? Look, 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 connect the dots of what he's saying. The first thing he talks to Ed Reed about is the Christian institution thing. That's big, though. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. I'm Watch listening. then. He he uses Disney, particularly if he chose Disney and it's not accurate. Yeah, Disney is family. Disney is this, mm-hmm. and then at the end he goes kind of extra hard on this song thing, mm-hmm. and it's just it's he just has this weird kind of moralistic religious vibe going with this whole exchange. Yeah, and and I think it's like when you look at I mean in isolation, okay, all that makes sense. I get it. I get it. I get it. But like. He, I mean, those were like his first talking point. And I said the first thing I would have said was the last point that he made about yeah. the hurricanes and whatever, because that's objective. It's 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 clear. You know, exactly. this is what. So, I mean, his choice and how he uh, defended his decision making, explained his decision making was very uh, tactical, but in a way that I don't appreciate. Exactly. Uh, and uh, one of the other things he talked about, which um, Dion talked about as well, is um, alumni. Because, you know, Roland said, hey, man, a lot of the alumni, they're attacking you and the board of trustees and things like that about the money that you guys are receiving in the the funding and what you guys are doing with it. He says, well, you know, hey, (laughs) you know, they're talking. You you say they want to talk money. I'm not and I'm not. It's not word for word. This is just my interpretation. Like, hey, you guys want to talk money. Well, hey. You know, the national average of alumni givers around you know at, at, a, at a standard university is 23 percent all right as far as um yeah you know what across I mean? the board across the board average now for hbcus that does dip and that goes to around eight to nine percent all right that's a quite a dip i mean it's, it's over quite a dip. 50 percent. i mean you're less than half of for bethune mm-hmm. cookman over the last 20 years well now over the last 20 years over the last 10 years it's been one percent 
Really? Yeah. Before that, it was closer to the, um, well, a little bit above the HBCU uh, national, around 10%. Um, so what, right now it's at one one percent. What do you feel? Because I mean, that's a shockingly no yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and Roland actually presented that, and then and then the president responded. But go ahead, what you? Yeah, ahead? what 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 do you think accounts for such a low number there? Uh, a few things. Uh, n- number one, it's not a part of. Before I get to Bethune, it's not a part of HBCU culture to really to to, to give back after graduation. It's not something that's it's not something that's. Um, really hit that, that that that's targeted and talked about um in schools and in in classes i'm not sure if it's like that at other at, at pwis i'm not sure uh, maybe it's just a, a, a systemic thing uh, uh, over time that's just been a, a you know hammer, hammered into the culture yeah i you know i part of me when, when we're first talking about these numbers i'm like you know i do think that like that there are like programs and tactics and ways to 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 chase funds mm-hmm. that that some people you know like some some people do better more aggressively more effectively because you're, you're looking for a like you know you're looking for people to literally buy into what you're doing right and there's ways to present that and there's incentives to presenting that and and just i mean some people you know j- just set up an infrastructure and allocate resources to go out and get more money Right. Uh, from a university standpoint, others you know don't. But you know when you look at the HBCU rate versus across the board, there's clearly a deficiency. And I would imagine that you know, even across the spectrum of HBCUs, di- the different schools are having are taking different approaches to it. Some mm-hmm. more aggressive than others. Uh, but that's why I was just curious from you know being an alum, like, and, um, do you get hit up like as an alum? I do not. Um, I get stuff from FSU all the time. I get stuff from Rollins all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like again, that's maybe that's something in that. I get stuff from Rollins yeah. like w- once a month. Now, but but really quick because I just looked it up. I had to look it up. It's such a big blatant thing to say about Disney being a partner. But on Bethune Cookman University's website, Disney is listed as a as a sponsor. Uh, along with a couple of others uh, like Hilton and Gordon and Hard Rock Hotel, Wawa, okay. um, NASCAR, which is right down the street. They turn on the street. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, I had to look that up. Now, he may have misspoke about it, but them being a specific sponsor about the Florida Classic, you know, but they are a sponsor of Bethune-Cookman University. Um, all right. Uh, I had to look that up because if he would have lied about that, then, yeah, there's <laughs> not much I can do for him. It's still not much I can do for him because he has to be – even more transparent, and I hope he is uh, with the students. Um, really quick here, uh, shout out to Kobe Grace. That is a cousin of mine, the only family member that watches the show. Oh man! Uh, so shout out to him, man. <laughs> uh, he he actually played college football, uh, so maybe that is the reason why he watches the show quite a bit. He said music is allowed on every campus at 5 a.m. Uh, for the football uh, on the football field on all uh, all FBS. Um, so that's a BS straw. Screwing with you, especially PWIs. Um, especially at PWI, who recruit ninety four percent black students. So he's saying, even if it was at a PWI, remember the days of Willie big. Taggart with music at practice. He said, but you'll never be allowed to publicly criticize your employer. Yeah. Um, so, I mean that that's not being allowed to publicly criticize your employer is you know like that's 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 like the sky's blue. Everybody basically knows that. You know? I yeah. mean that's that's fundamental. Um. And he, oh, he goes. He goes. Kobe says another good one. He says most alumni give back to winning programs, especially football. And I bet you, if you did some some numbers uh, on the HBCU, I bet you, yeah, the, the the years are probably higher of alumni donations when the the, the teams are doing well. Well, you, well, you got You got to look at this. Oh, I mean, like like, like sports drive the yeah. university community so much. Like when you have 
a successful athletic program, it's going to drive applications to the school. Yeah. Just students. You know, there, there's a people want to go where there's this perceived action and, and you know, experience to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember what would, I remember hearing what, like Jackson State, like like enrollment numbers and and applications to enroll were like way up during Dion's time there. And, and I mean, like for years when I would get hit up by FSU, like my standard response, like especially during the low point from like 2001 to 2012, right. was like maybe win some games and I'll think about it. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to contribute to a losing program. I don't want to buy a new computer for the law school. I don't give a damn. I want to win football games. <laughs> uh, no, that's for sure. We got uh, a, a couple other topics we're going to hit quickly, man, in the world of entertainment and music. But just to close the title out on this for this week, uh, I just I want to talk to alumni really quick here for two minutes. Uh, I I think so. You know, the caller, uh, Daytona Times journalist. Um, also in the interviews that we can see, Reed's not coming. Uh, I think, you know, it's safe to close the book on that. I'm not sure why he's still in Daytona. Oh, well, in his interview with Roland Martin yesterday, he explained how he's still trying and he, him and his team are trying to get an interview, uh, a meeting uh, uh, with the president, board of trustee staff. Um, so that that is the reason why he's still there. He still believes there's hope. And also he wants to do more for those students, uh, for the kids that he – personally bought in and that is on campus just for him and he did allude in that interview to he said and they can't you know they can't move or change they can't you know so i think we were talking about off air about how if he wasn't technically hired the players that have come in and already set up shop for school they can't just transfer because because the coach is fired because technically the coach wasn't fired we well, yeah, un- so under the, the transfer, transfer rules yeah. um you are looked at differently if your coach gets fired or leaves a school as far as your ability to to abruptly leave the school yourself and and that's probably a a, a sticking point with with Edry technically never having been hired so the best bet is they have to nail this coaching this this coaching hire they have to nail it um, they have to have more transparency with the students on campus, get that situated and figured out ASAP. They have to show where the money is going, uh, that, that they have, where it's going to go, and fall and, 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 and complete that mission. Um, they have to nail the coaching um, hire. And then also try to um, maintain, you know, the, 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 the recruiting class uh, or the couple of guys that Ed did bring in, he said it was about five or six. Yeah. Um. So the the other yeah, one, so, and the, he said, Ed is like he said, his nephew is one of them. Ed yeah. Reed's nephew, not Marquis. Ed, Ed Reed's nephew. Yeah. <laughs> Probably could outplay Marquis' That's a good catch. nephew. <laughs> but I, I was gonna say, like, but again, uh, just circle back. When you have a, a an institution that that is alleged to have had some. In, uh, financial improprieties mm-hmm. and have pending lawsuits that alone will probably have a significant chilling effect on donors yeah you know, you're not going to want to pony up a, a hefty donation if if there's some sense that it's going to go pay off a lawsuit a or yeah. or a debt or it's just not going to be used properly yeah you know but there there's an ego stroke in donating you know, mm-hmm. it's maybe getting your name on something or maybe it's like, again, with the sports thing that you're donating to to some sort of successful program on the campus. Um, so there's a real thing. I mean, winning matters. No, for sure. For sure. Um, 
Speaking of professional, we have to hit our uh, two sponsors here. I'm going to hit them back to back. Speaking of sponsors and donors, our bang, very first, bang. <laughs> our very first sponsor, Overkink.com. Uh, Overkink.com has all, and I do mean all, of your bedroom needs. Um, use promo code Bubba Pink at Overkink.com, and you can get those needs met at a discount. All right, they have everything from condoms. I always say that first, Pink's doesn't like it. Uh, to lingerie, to every sex toy you can even imagine. I, I, I just went on there recently. They added some more stuff. Uh, so I mean, uh, whatever you're into, they have it. All right, overkink.com promo code Bubba Pink. Yeah. All right. The next one, I'm just gonna hit them back to back, man, because we waited so long. Royal13thebrand.com. All right. Be fly going into the spring. Uh, we're we're pretty much here now. Uh, use promo code <laughs> it's Bubba to be Pink cold tomorrow. Yeah, man, I have a '90s party coming up. I had to hit Royal13TheBrand.com up uh, to see what they had uh, for this '90s party. I got a hat from there actually. Uh, so use promo code Bubba Pink get whatever you need at a discount. All righty. So once again, you guys are on the bench, on the bench podcast with Bubba and Pink. We're available on all, and I do mean all podcast streaming platforms. We appreciate you guys tuning in, commenting, all of that good stuff. That was, that is a lightning rod of a um, situation and um, conversation, things like that. And uh, you know, uh, as things progress, we'll come back to it if there's a you know a big news uh, or something like that. Yeah, anything else intriguing out of the story? We'll be we'll, back. We'll be back. All right, now uh, we're going to get to the NFL playoffs, but just really quickly here, uh, there is something big that is going to go down, and I'm looking for it. My eyes are getting bad, worse and worse, man. Uh, the in the NBA, all right, we have a huge matchup coming up, man. 76ers versus Denver Nuggets. Of course, anybody knows I am a huge 76ers fan, and um, we're taking on the Nuggets. Nuggets are number one in the West. Philly is number two in the East, and um, and, and and we're facing off, man, the two best big men in the league. Uh, right now they are saying that, and this is going down Saturday, they're saying that Jokic is the front runner for MVP. Again. Again, for a third time. Um, and uh, Embiid is not on the list just yet. I have absolutely no idea how or why not. Um, but, yeah, what, what, what are your thoughts, man? I would I would initially think there would be some voter fatigue in going for uh, for Jokic again, but if they're at the top of the West, you know that that's probably different because he's won it and they haven't been at the top of the West. Yeah. So I mean I I think that that's as long as they keep at the top, and and our preseason guy was Luca. You know, but if they don't make a real push to get maybe one of the top two seeds in the West, and I don't know that they're gonna. That that might put a little little damper on his campaign for MVP. Yeah, Dallas have been slipping, man. They're three and seven in the last ten. They're currently at uh, they're currently tied for seventh with Utah. Um, and to be to be specific, Phoenix, Dallas, and Utah are all tied over thin point five games. So that's that's a very close race there. But yeah, they have they have to. Yeah, you, he's going to have to get at least to the three line. Um, yeah, to, get up to have there. a real shot. I agree, and um, and they're not they're not incredibly far from that. They're about three games out from that, so that's not bad. Um, but with Embiid, man, I mean, he's right there. Uh, he's they're second in the East, and and that's and that's a close race as well because Milwaukee and Brooklyn are right there. But you know, he's basically leading the league in scoring. Him and Luca are like neck and neck. The point one um, separates them both. Of course, he's going to have the blocks, and you know, I don't know. I, I, but I, I, I'm going to tell you one thing. Last year, I did think Embiid should have won the MVP. 
but I, I, and I agreed with you. But I understood why and how Jokic got it because they played each other head to head, and 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 Jokic and Denver won. Okay. Now the matchup was completely even. You know what I mean? Individual matchup. Embiid had more points, but Jokic had more assists. Like it was even when you look at the box score. Right. But Denver won the game. Right, and that was the last game before people had to vote. That that matters, man. Yeah, head to head matchup, and when you win an MVP in the NBA, that that leaves that leaves, uh, for lack of better terms, a stain or a memory in those voters' heads. Well, when when things are very close, and, and the reality close, the reality yeah. is like if you at any given moment you take the top five six guys in the NBA, you're splitting hairs. Yeah, man, they're all great players, and so again, you kind of go, okay, well, points were close, this were close, that were close, well. He was two and zero against him in the yeah. actual game. Like, yeah, anything can separate it yeah. at that point. Or like we're saying with Luca, well, you know, he's had a great year. Jokic has been great, but Jokic is number one in the West, and you're number six. Give it to Jokic. I mean, like, yeah, you, you, it's it's almost like tiebreakers in in a playoff situation where it's like, okay, how far down and how obscure do we have to get to separate these guys? Yeah, and Kobe asking, what's the line? The line not out yet, but whatever the line's <laughs> going to be, I'm going to be all on top of it. You better, you better, you better believe that, man. Yeah, Philly and Brooklyn is in a tight game right now. Philly's only up two. Um, and uh, I was so mad I had to miss that game, but I, I couldn't miss talking about Bethune again tonight. That's right. But Philly is up two with 13 seconds left. Um, Whose ball? And it is uh, Philly's ball. Okay. Uh, so, of course, Brooklyn has to uh, Got to hit some free throws. But they're going to, yeah. Um Shout out to our boy Ben Simmons. Uh, he's now, now, he's, he's, now he's our boy for the last. For the, <laughs> You've been dumping on the guy for years. Now. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Something is wrong with me. I'm sick because I I really enjoy his struggles. I, like I literally, like no, I'm I'm the same way. I'm what, sick. What, no, 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 no. I'm gonna tell you how sick I am, man. Go I'm ahead. Gonna tell you how sick I Go am. Go ahead. There for me, the greatest joys in life. A is getting head. And 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 two B is Ben Simmons struggling, and I really, really thought about this like a week ago. I sat down, I list things out. That's how sick I am. I, I did this literally. I'm I'm probably sicker. <laughs> <laughs> the people that are on my my shit list, yeah. I I will just randomly have moments during the day where I think I envision myself watching them die. <laughs> oh, Trump may, probably made and, that. And a those and those moments, <laughs> those moments fill my heart with joy. <laughs> it's like I literally want to watch this person die. Oh man, Kobe's dying hilariously at that man. But no, that's true, man. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So that's that's what's going on with that. I thought that was a big game. Um, all eyes should be on that, and it's. Uh, day before um, the, the NFL playoffs, so you can get there and you can watch it. All right, now the All Star voting, really quickly here. Bam is complaining uh, about the fan voting, and we hear this maybe every other year or so. And they've changed it. The NBA listens to their fans because they change it. Remember, the fans had a bigger voice. Now they oh, change they it to a smaller percentage okay. or something like that. But Bam is still saying that um, a lot of those guys that are on the list shouldn't be there. But, you know, because sometimes the initial list, because I think the first voting that is allowed is the fans. 
So you'll find, like, back in the day, that's when, you know, um, um, uh, uh, what's the guy with the Lakers? Caruso used to be on there. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I was going to say Yao would always Yao, get it. Like, cause even after like, he had All played. of China would be voting for us. <laughs> it's the, the numbers, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird yeah. things like that. But Bam is having a good season. He's going to make the All-Star team. I think, uh, you know, why complain if you know you're going to make the All-Star team? You know you shouldn't be a starter because ba- it's Bam feels there. some kind of way because he's not a sexy player. Like, like he's the way not, he plays? He's not, yeah, his game is not, you know, he doesn't have the ball in his hands a ton like most of the other all-star caliber guys do. Yeah. And he he feels kind of insecure in that place because he knows he's never going to be at the top of these fan votes. Yeah. And then it's going to rely on the coaches to get him in. But my advice to Bam is, like, accept what you are and be comfortable in your own skin. Like, That's it. Like, people respect you. Like, they do. Or you wouldn't even be in the mix for this all-star thing. And people that matter, people inside basketball respect you. You know, and that's more important than, you know, what the random fan does. No, that's that's for sure. That's for sure. All righty. Now, uh, uh, again, before we hit NFL, yeah. <laughs> just, just hit some quick things here, man. Erica, <laughs> Erica Badu. Nothing quick about hitting that. <laughs> well, maybe for not. me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. Erica Badu posted a picture with her daughter here. Oh, um, mother-daughter time. Yeah, mother-daughter time. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The internet is in a frenzy because it's her daughter and she's posting this type of picture on her daughter. Do you have a problem with that? I would, I would hope so. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know how many kids are. You know, I'm, I'm going to safely assume that yes. Well, Erica Badu's up there. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's not. You know, thirty. I I don't know, and I don't know if this is Three Stacks' daughter or not, but he's kind of up there too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Just as an admirer of good booties, I, <laughs> I'm going to endorse this picture. <laughs> I'm going to endorse it, too. Yeah. We both endorse the picture as long as the daughter's over age, all right? Yeah, as we long both as she's conditional it. on that. Yeah. Have you ever knocked down a mother-daughter tandem? Not at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely not. No? I haven't. But that could be that, fun and intriguing. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it could be What intriguing. a notch on the belt. I'm getting to that age where I can, I, I'm entering that. I can, I can. It's all about ambition, man. It's not about your age. You just gotta, you just gotta want it. That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, we definitely like that. Now, uh, what we didn't have time for because we went so long on, on the uh, Bethune Cookman thing. I wanted to ask him because this this lady did this in Daytona. Actually, I wanted to ask him if he did a story or heard about it. What did she do? She uh, she murdered her husband in the hospital. Now, apparently, this was a plan. He was he was terminally ill. And um, apparently is, uh, they had a they had a plan. I know you've talked about. That's why I brought this up. Million dollar baby. Yeah, they had a plan before. Like, hey, if you know when it's time, I have to go to the hospital. I'm terminally ill. You know, pull the plug. We'll do it for each other. You know, if you if it's you or if it's me. And she went to the hospital and bang bang, she shot him. Killed shot him. him in the hospital. Shot him. Oh, that's a funny way to do it. There's other yeah, it's other ways you could do it. I don't know. <laughs> Cover the head with a might, pillow. Might upset the whole floor with a couple good shots. I don't know. Take his oxygen mask away. Nah, this, yeah, I mean, this is Million Dollar Baby, um, a movie that like I literally saw it in the middle of the night, and I could not wait to wake up the next morning to call my dad and talk about it. Right. Um, that movie had essentially a call it a mercy killing, and uh, just personally, I'm very much on board with mercy killings. I just I do not want to live my life to to an age that I can't do things. Yeah. I don't want to live my life to an age where. My life is basically a series of medical appointments interspersed by eating. I don't want that for myself. 
And um, I would hope I could just die before that happens. And so if these two uh, married couple, they made this pact together and she follows through on it, it's their wish, man. It's their wish. Let it be. So you don't think she should be arrested? Uh, no. Hell no. What is that going to prove? Yeah. Look at her. What yeah. is she going to do? <laughs> Surprise! she got a shot off. Yeah. You know? I mean, we, seriously. Like, I mean, honestly, my bet is she'll probably be dead within six months. That happens a lot with older yeah, couples. It does. When, when it one does. of them oh, yeah. died. Yeah, the other one. I mean, you got to think that about it. That happens, like, a lot. You would, and look, look at this. Like, that, that couple, like, they had a level of connectedness yeah. that they made and shared that vow with each other. She's not going to live another six months. Yeah. She's going to be heartbroken and not have much of a will to live. I don't know, maybe she should move to the villages, find some Viagra and be banging away, but I don't know. <laughs> but like, as as we're going, I think she's dead in six months, whatever. It's just, she's probably going to lose her will to live. And that's, that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. You know, people don't have to live forever. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. Now, NFL, man, the, uh, the conference championships are here, AFC and NFC championships. You have, uh, one-legged Mahomes against Burrow, uh, the the new upcoming, uh, you know, uh, uh, stud there, and then of course you have the 49ers and Eagles uh, with the seventh round pick wonder <laughs> that the 49ers have, yeah, and uh, of course Jalen Hurts with Philly, with the exception of Buffalo, who really played poorly. Like, how could you be disappointed with this Final Four? You just can't. It's a great Final Four. There should be two really great games. You have some Cowboy fans that may disagree. I mean, the, the Cowboys are not good. Yeah. You know, but but I'm just but saying, this like is, said, this is, a, yeah. football news, I mean, these are four heavyweight teams, great player. I mean, like this is fantastic. The only, the only other team for me, potentially talent-wise, is, is Buffalo, but they have, I mean, they had a chance. They just didn't make it. You know, but uh, the Bengals kind of dominated them at, you know, at home. You know, but, you know but before, I think this is great. Before you go into that, you know what's interesting? I, I, you just sparked the... A thought by me, right. NFL more so than NBA basketball. You get the ma- and boxing. You get the uh, matchups that you want and in NFL more so than NBA. We, we like we never got the, the 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 Kobe Lebron that we wanted. There's other and I could think of more and boxing. That's like the common thing. Like we just don't get the fights that 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 we really want the boxing fans. And if when we do, it's they're so old <laughs> it wasn't well, that that there's too much power with the fighters it is it is and, that, and their managers or whatever yeah yeah they want to stay much. undefeated they, yeah they but get NFL, to pick and choose but nfl man we get them we yeah. get them we get the pay the mannings and brady's the Mahomes and burrows and we get them man uh the, 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 on a yearly basis well i mean that that position is so critically important to success yeah and when you have an elite guy in you know in the top of you know in his peak you should be in these games. It's extremely disappointing if you don't get to these games uh, and play in them. So, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I mean, we've you know it's great storylines. I mean, the the Chiefs the Chiefs faced a great gut test. I mean, Mahomes goes down with an ankle injury. Chad Henney engineers a 97 yard drive to kind of keep the lead and keep things positive. Pat comes back in the second half and clearly hobbled, but but did enough. It was a good good gut check win. Um, the Bengals got to feel great about that. I mean, they go to Buffalo in the snow, control the game. From beginning to end, that that was a master class. It was a, a straight up master class, man. Yeah, and From then, all sides uh, of the ball. Yeah, both and then, I mean the, the the 49ers, you know, 
kind of, I felt for the most part, they controlled that game. Um, and then Philadelphia, you know, again, upper hand pretty much. Yeah. So I did say, and you got Chris Carman saying the, the uh, Cowboys 49ers game had a 47 million views, but that was a really good game, man. Like, just watching it, it was a really good game. I thought it was the, the best game of that weekend. Really? Yeah, I did. Nah, I enjoyed the Chiefs game the most. Just yeah. because you had a great team facing adversity and coming through. He did, but I never, I just never thought the, we were going to The 49ers-Dallas game was not a pretty game to watch, but I will say this. I think it was the most violent football game I watched all year. <laughs> right. No, I mean, d- 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 that was a physical game, yeah. and they hit. I mean, there was just a, a lot of violent hitting in that game. Not, 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 I'm not saying it illegally. It was just one of those, I mean, men only, like real <laughs> dudes only. Yeah. You know, that, that was, that was, it was entertaining in that, but it, I mean, to me, like the level of play wasn't, you know, I mean, it was, it was a 19 to 12 game. No, for sure. You know, that wasn't for the sure. And thing. then Carvis, he's a, he, of course he's a Joe Burrow guy cause he's an LSU guy. Um, right. yeah. So shout out to Carvis at LSU, but Joe Burrow, man, uh, this is another thing too. Um, how could you not be a Joe Burrow guy? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a Chiefs fan, but like, I like Joe Burrow. I'm not going to sit here and say anything bad about him. I think Joe, <laughs> I, I think Joe Burrow is ex- like, you said it like how, how can you just? I like Joe Burrow. Like I, I got my favorite team. Yeah, I got maybe my favorite quarterback. Right, but I like Joe Burrow. Yeah, like there's just nothing. like him. Every time he talks, I think you know, I, I love his arrogance, uh, his brashness. Yeah, but um, this is the thing, man, with these two quarterbacks. You know, it's unfortunate Mahomes is dinged up and hurt, but that's that's kind. It's it, it kind of is what it is, man. If he takes the field, Joe Joe Burrow beats him for a fourth time. Now here goes the thing. The only thing that's saving Mahomes and the best quarterback of the world, you know, thing that the fans and media kind of puts on the player, <laughs> is that he has now, he's going to win MVP this year, hands down. So that's two MVPs and one Super Bowl. So if Joe Burrow beats him, he would have to win the Super Bowl, right? And then you can toggle the MVPs. It's, it's a, that's a lot of MVPs, too, for such a young career. But, hey, you, you this guy beat this guy four times head up. Um, two times in the playoffs. That that means something. Yeah. Um. And I, you know, and I, of course, I talk about it all the time. The Bengals have a better team. It's because Burrow is on the uh, the rookie contract. But so what, man? You know, that's that's a that's a small piece of this big pie. Well, it's, you know it's what, I mean? what, what you you did a great piece, you know, maybe a month or so ago, and and you kind of assembled like this laundry list of just crazy Mahomes stats. Yeah. And you know, and again, that a lot of that stuff I didn't realize, you know, watching week to week. But then when you like when you said it, like, you're like wow. And if Joe Burrow wins this weekend, and he has four zero against Pat Mahomes, that means that gets man. one of those numbers that can't, like wow, I can't ignore that. That's, That's kind of crazy. You can't ignore it, man. You know, you just you just you just you just can't ignore it, and it has a a, a possibility of it happening. And just man, unless unless like Mahomes starts the game and can't finish it, you know, midway through the first or something, he has to get pulled and then it doesn't come back. Now that, now we're talking something different. Yeah, if it was something like, like you know he, I mean? he, if for some reason he's only able to play a small portion of the yeah, game, then, yeah. then it becomes a different thing. Yeah, but outside of that, yeah, suit up. And, 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 and we'll honestly, I mean, I can't imagine Pat not playing the game. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, even if he gets dinged again, it would have to take like a like a major injury for him not to play. Oh yeah, man. yeah. It was. I mean, he was it, dying you know, to get back in. I know. Game. I was gonna say, like, what happened to him last week was was pretty significant, and he wasn't having not coming back. Right. Like that was, you know, that just wasn't an option for him. Yeah. 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 
Um, I, yeah, I, I was on. I was uh, just, just a little bit of an aside, but like uh, I was on. Um, uh, what the heck? TikTok the other day, mm-hmm. and they had uh, uh, Gary Vitti, the Lakers trainer, was was rehashing when Kobe tore his Achilles, and like just just the, all the different stuff that Kobe said in the minutes afterward. He's just like. Can, can we just tape it? Can we? Like, he was like, <laughs> you know, he's just like, he ran through all the options, and you know, until it was like, uh, no, I'll let you take these two free throws, and then you're gonna get out, got out of here. <laughs> but it's just like the mentality of like a true warrior is just like, all right, what do I have to do to go on? They they can't wrap their head around the idea that they can't go on. Exactly. No matter how bad the, the injury or the pain is, they're just not equipped to say, okay, my my night is done. I can't do this anymore. No, exactly, man. Um, no, that's for sure. So that's the NFL. We'll see how those games uh, wrap up for sure this weekend, and we'll be. Well, back what, what do you What do you it. see here? I I, I see uh, well, the Chiefs in Philadelphia. Um, yeah. Uh, I I I, I originally I saw Chiefs Forty ers like you know a couple of weeks ago yeah. as you can project you know as the playoff started. Um, I, I'll just go ahead and stick with that. Philly looked incredibly strong. I said this before the Philly game. They were trying to hype up the, the Giants or what have you because Jalen was just coming back. But I said, man, when Philly, when Jalen was in the game and they were hitting midstream in the season, I mean, they looked like the best team in football. Yeah, they did. So I, it looks like as long as Jalen is healthy and he's been out, um, um, you know, they, they, they were they were cautious with him and, he was, and he's ready. I just don't see how any of these, you know, especially the Giants, a team like the Giants, are going to stick with them, and that's what happened. So, I think I don't know. I, it's going to be a tall task. The 49ers just, I just think they have the best roster, top to bottom, in the league. Um, what's funny is I think that the three teams, I think 49ers, Eagles, Bengals, in that order, they have the best rosters, top to bottom. Um, and and you hear other NFL pundits and things talk about it. They'll say the same thing. That's what's interesting about, and those teams actually made it this far yeah. in the playoffs. So, um, yeah. So I, 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 I'm taking the 49ers, but again, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Philly, you know, eases out. But it should be a closer game. Like if the Eagles come out and blow the 49ers out, I'm afraid. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just am, man. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it'd be a huge statement for them to, a huge to statement, you know, man. Blow the 49ers out, but I really like I mean, the, the only right. recipe for that is is if you do have like just the moment does become too big for Purdy because defensively they're so good, you know. I, I don't think it's going to be a defensive collapse. Uh, Philly's good enough to score points, but I I don't see like the game's going to get out of hand because the 49er defense just can't get anything done. It would have to be you know some sort of Purdy meltdown, a couple turnovers, come short field situations, and then Philly just you know. Gets on top of him and doesn't let, let it let up. Yeah, the Purdy thing is going to get very interesting in the off season. Um, all he has to do, I believe, is make the Super Bowl, and he's tough line. He's probably the tough line right now. Um, so we'll 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 we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely see uh, of that for sure. Um, I know one thing I wanted to say, but before we talk about that, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to put up a shut up tournament uh, that's going down February fourth. Um, it's, it's, it's a basketball tournament. It's going to be really fun. They're going to have food out there. They're going to have, you know, a lot of uh, good players, good teams. Um, uh, you know, put up a shut up, P-U-S-U. You can look them up on IG. Um, this is some of the details for it. It's going to be right there in Winter Park. They're going to be hooping. They're going to be balling. There's a three-point shootout. It's just going to be a fun environment, man. Um, you know, shout-out to the Tony Howard Project for putting this together. Uh, Peek and I are planning on to put on the 
Pink and I are planning to put a team in the GM5, which is a different um, league slash tournament that the Tony Howard, Tony Howard Project does. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, it's put up a shut-up time. February 4th, check them out and look them up on IG. All right. Um, just really quick here. I had a couple of other um, NBA notes before we got off of here. Okay. Um, Kobe said 26-13 Eagles. <laughs> so he's 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 with you. Yeah. Um t- two teams really quick was one is uh the Lakers, the other is uh Portland Trailblazers. Really quick, since Portland Trailblazers are c- closer to home here. Um probably technically as well, right? Yeah. Uh <laughs> Portland Trailblazers are in trouble, man. Um we kind of knew that heading into the season, but even just projecting right now they're in the 12th seed, so they're 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 down there well, they got a nice start to 11. the year. So, so I mean, it's it's. I mean, how bad they've been recently is is like really bad because they were they were high, several games out. above five hundred at the beginning. And this is the problem that they have is the roster. <laughs> you have Dame surrounded by a lot of young guys, and um, Jeremy Grant with uh, nurses. That's not a lot of avenues for improving this team. Now, if you Dame, I, I, you know Dame got the bag. I don't think he can be. I don't think he can be worried about what the team is, how good the team is around him, because he knew the situation before he before he got in there. Yeah. The only guy that has trade value that you would want to trade is Jeremy Grant. And how much is he actually going to get back for you? You're not moving Anthony Simons. He's the only bridge to a post-Dame for you having something on that team from right. a garbage right. perspective. Um and then they have the rookie Shaden Sharp. Uh, he, 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 you know, he's not getting enough time to really know exactly what he's all about. Yeah. What, what can you do with this roster, man? The, the, not much. It's not much, not much. man. No. And nobody's just... coming to Portland in free agency. Yeah. Um. That 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 is, I mean, Portland's situation is the argument against the small market team, in that you're you're here, you you've sort of you've never truly bottomed out since the Greg Godin pick. And uh, and so you're kind of always playoff, fringe playoff, whatever, so you're not getting the absolute cream of the lottery where you're potentially drafting a franchise-altering player and you have no cachet in the free agent market. People are not going to go there. And, you you know, you, you had the good fortune of getting Dame Lillard, who's kind of carried the franchise, and C.J. McCollum was a great player. They, they had good but not great. And they're just stuck where they are, and and that they don't have the pieces or assets to to move. They don't have, uh, you know, a second star or really even maybe a superstar. If Dame Lillard, for, I mean, he's a very very good basketball player. He's a star. He for me is not a superstar. No, and and I think that that's a, never a has big been. gap. And I think that when you look at this team, that's why they're where they are. Yeah, and and, and 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 the biggest problem with that with him not being a star. So before this season, I just don't see how that organization can say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna make a playoff push with Jeremy Grant, with Simons, and with and with Justice Winslow." And, and you know, I think what they should have done, and it's and it's not even like you know whatever hindsight or whatever, they should they should have traded Dame to the bottom out, man. Get in the Wimby sweepstakes because even if, first of all, if you get him and you pair him with the Simons well, and the Grant, now you're cooking. But even if you miss out on him, you're such in such a better place than just barely missing. You're not even going to make the play in. 
Like that's well, but, but you're not bad enough to receive a top five pick. That's terrible. Well, I mean, you, you could get lucky with the lottery. That's that's the one thing you could do. You would have to get extremely lucky. You're not, you think, at twelve, like you said, you're not going to be in the play-in games. You know, and maybe it gets a little worse. Maybe they're thirteenth by the end of this. And you know, and what is thirteenth though? Isn't that basically a seventh or eighth pick? But the problem is that's just in the West, right? So the lottery is both conferences combined. So right. you have so you have you have what three teams under them, but then you go to the East. There's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine teams under so them. Not, so, so you're, so you're, you're not going to get they, lucky they would, about it. And that's, that's, and that's just, that's well, just you, the you, season. You, you, that's just if it's in it today, right? Well, it, and, and, it, it, but, it could change. What I said is kind of true. I said if it gets a little worse, maybe you're, yeah, yeah, you're a seven a or eight. Worse. Yeah, yeah. And, and whatever, you take your chance. I mean, that's yeah, why yeah. they have the lottery. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, yeah, yeah. So it's not just purely the worst team. Yeah. A lottery is a loaded system, whatever. But, you know, maybe they do. And, and, and you know, even if you get scoot, you got something special. Even if you do. So, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, they're it's t- I mean it's really tough um if you don't draft and maintain a superstar like it's tough to build a team in those markets yeah you know and and, and they've had Dame for the length of his career it hasn't gone anywhere the magic are a team they've had high picks they haven't even had anybody at the level of Dame Lillard yeah and, and they're just in purgatory uh because of that and nobody I mean despite Orlando not having a state you know, ta- income tax and a couple of other good climate. Like people don't want to come here to play. Yeah, you know, it's it's just a very difficult situation. I mean, and you look at like I mean, Houston. You know, they had Jalen Green was a high pick. The yeah. Jabari Smith's a high pick, but they're not the guy. No, they're just treading water. They are, they yeah. are, and but they're <laughs> they're going to be in the beyond sweet states as well. So yeah, yeah, for sure. They're just taking the just taking to be taken. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely see. There's, I just thought that was a uh, that was just something to note there. Yeah, uh, especially with our guy Anthony Simons being there now. Now I thought that was going to be the last thing, but this is really the last thing <laughs> because I love our uh, I love the people who comment to the show. So I just want to make sure. Uh, we are about full transparency on this show. All right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, really quick before I get to the main one, I'm thinking about uh, Carvis Go Pelicans. They do have a good team waiting on Zion to get back. Um, Kobe, uh, he's responded to FR. So FR says, "So you played not even half of Ed Reed interview on Roland Martin, trying to make this man seem crazy. Um, if not, it's not right." I know you you represent BCU, but come on, man. No, we we, we played a lot of <laughs> Ed Reed uh, last week. Uh, as far as on the Roland Martin interview, um, I you know I just thought it was more important to 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 play more that we couldn't play a lot of it because of um uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, when you play something else that's not doesn't belong copyright 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 infringement yeah. we couldn't play a lot of it so out of the four clips I could play without YouTube taking us down I just thought it was a little bit more important to hear the president because we never I just the first time I ever heard his voice I even know what his voice sounded like yeah yeah so yeah. I wanted to hear a little bit more about his reasonings for different things um, because we hear from we've heard from Ed over the last couple of weeks but I did want that portion of Ed on the show because I thought that it kind of represented everything in that two minutes uh, his, his natural feelings his emotions but also some of his points also within that so I thought that that was important yeah we could have played but you know you know where you can go find it I mean we didn't hide it it's the Roland Martin interview you know where you can go and, and, and find the entire interview and Ed does have really good points that you know uh, um, he does uh, maybe he has maybe he is totally Right. It's just, in my opinion, he, he should have went about it a different way. 
Um, and that's all. That's all. Ultimately, that's all. All right. So hopefully that answered your question, and uh, hopefully we were transparent enough for you that you come back next week. Yeah. And catch us on the bench on the bench podcast. We're available on all podcast streaming platforms. We're always on fire. That's it, man. Appreciate <laughs> you guys again. Appreciate you guys watching, tuning in, commenting. Uh, that's really appreciated, Carvis. Appreciate the super chat, ten dollars. That yeah. is always welcome. We're gonna start pushing that. I didn't even know I had it active. <laughs> apparently, I do. Thank you, guys. All right. So that's that's just something where where people could just randomly. Hold on, hold on, real quick. Stop stream.